0: You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan, and this is your Monday episode. How the heck was everybody's weekend? Was it good? What did you do? Man, it was a pop culture lover's weekend. Yeah, we're going to get into all of it. We have a great guest today. You remember her. She's been on the show tons of times. Uh, her name's Jennifer, uh, at Jacks on Instagram, and we talk all these pop culture stories and Bravo. Amazing. But we did that early this morning, so I always like to come on beforehand, and you got to talk about all the crazy stuff that happened today, because tons of... Of stuff happened today. Yeah, I'm talking Taylor Swift showing up. uh, What's this football I keep hearing about? A sporting event. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We we got new Kardashian news. The strike, the Writers Guild strike, is potentially over. We just got news about that thirty minutes ago. I watched a horrible episode of 90 Day Fiance tonight. I watched so much TV this weekend. We're going to talk all about all of it. But remember, if you want to skip right to the interview right now, I mean, that's listen to this the way that you want to listen to it. You can. There are timestamps. All I ask is that you support our sponsors along the way. But yeah, break this up however you want to. But if you want to stick with me right now, totally cool with that as well. How the heck was your weekend? Was it good? I hope it was good. I've thought about you guys all weekend, and it's uh, it's very exciting to get to talk to you again. Now, I'm over at Betches now. We had our first official week at Betches last week. Betches is just this amazing company that now I'm a part of. I'm here in New York. I've got so many questions from people. Did you move to New York? I want to clarify, I did not move to New York. I'm just here to start the show and then I'm going to go back to Arizona and and be in Los I'm 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 going to be traveling a lot but I'm excited cuz I get to come back to New York. I'll be coming back to New York uh, hopefully a bunch of times to uh check in and it's just so cool to be part of a team and I, I just another shout out to Betches. They just have been the best and it's so cool. They have like this amazing team of people that work at these really cool offices. I'm hoping to do a video to show you the Betches offices this week because it's just, it's like, it's like a pop culture lover's dream. It's just, it's a dream. If you guys don't know me, let me explain uh, who I am. You're like, how did I listen to this guy? Anyways, my name is Ryan. I've been doing this show for a couple of years and I love pop culture. I love it. Uh, It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me learn more about myself. You know, it's what I grew up loving. I still love it. It's just so special to me. And I hope I can convey how special that is to you. And I think it is already special for you. That's why you're here, why you're listening. These things should be celebrated. We should never be ashamed for what we love, right? Right. We sometimes should be ashamed about who we love, but not, not what we love. You know, these shows, these, these, these movies, these books, these, these songs, anything that makes your heart feel something good or bad is valid. And I think pop culture is this great exploration of all of that stuff. Now, sometimes we, uh, most of the time, I, I look at it through kind of a silly lens, but remember, we, we talk deep stuff on this as well. I'll get deep with you, but overall, you guys know. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. That's right. Bad boy of podcasting. Guess who forgot to pay their Southwest credit card bill this weekend? This guy. Bad boy. Guess who uh, watched about 80 hours of television this weekend? This guy. Guess, uh, Guess who made a oath with himself to go to the gym two times this weekend and did not exercise at all? This guy. That's called a bad boy. I'm the guy that your mom warned you about. That's right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You guys, I ate so much this weekend and I got to say, like, listen, I've been going through so much that I'm, I'm told, and I'm going to use this excuse that I, I owe it to myself. This is part of the healing process. Uh, this, this is what happens when tragedy falls. And now if you are late to the show or, you know, it's that my mom passed away, it's been a month as of friday we we i think about becky bailey every day and i'll share a little bit uh, about my journey as i go through these shows and like i told you on friday we did that salt lake recap which a lot of you guys responded to so well so thank you i'll I'll talk about that stuff and i hope that's okay with you guys um because it helps me and i i i don't ever want to not talk about my mom you know and uh so thank you for allowing me to uh, be able to heal kind of with you guys and through you guys. And I know that can sometimes be rough or it can sometimes be triggering. And I totally get that as well. Um, but 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 hopefully it can make you uh, remember somebody that you loved, or maybe you're going through something and it kind of, maybe you're, you're going through something similar. I, I don't know. It, it is interesting though, to be a month into this this loss and, uh, it, you know, all of these things that I've cataloged that you guys have told me, uh, through the last year, or I'll still open up a DM and I'll read something that'll just blow me away. That'll just floor me emotionally, you know, over this last year, I'll, I've read things in your stories that just, um, just really blow me away and I'll kind of file that away somewhere. And I'll, I'll, rem- I've been remembering them this last month and it's just been so interesting to kind of like, oh gosh, uh, man, I'm feeling this way now, or I'm feeling that way now, or I can't move my body. Like, you know, I'll I'll just go kind of through these waves of depression, but I will say in all of that, you know, you guys, of course, have helped me. Pop culture helps me. Watching Bravo helps me. Watching uh, Taylor Swift show up to a Kansas City Chiefs game and scream like she's watching In Sync at the VMAs, that helps me. It's just all so silly, but whatever helps us escape how hard that this life can be, I think that's so well worth talking about. I think it's so well worth celebrating, right? If it makes you happy. The only thing that really scares me, though, is just Real Housewives in New Jersey. That's the only thing that you really shouldn't talk about because it gets really scary and it gets potentially violent. Uh, but other than that, everything is pretty joyful when you when you watch something on TV or when something makes you laugh. I was watching the uh, episode of real housewives of New York tonight and Uba was just going in on Aaron and it just, I mean, she meant it. And it was like, really, you could tell she was just really feeling it. She was saying everything with her chest. But at the same time, I was like, this is just, in- this is so, this is insane. This is insane. But I mean that in the best way <laughs> it's, this is, so all of this, even my silliness, even if I, it all comes from a place of love, unless you know, you're know you Tom Sandoval or whatever, Um So I just wanted to say that up top, but we're going to get into all of these things that I love to talk about. Uh, and uh, we'll see where it uh, takes us. So last week's shows were great. We had that uh, Salt Lake recap. We had Sophie last Monday. We had Jared Freed. We had uh, uh, comments by Celebs Girls. We had an amazing conversation about the Kardashians. Um, I was just so blessed to have such a great first week of shows. I mean, uh, Dylan Hafer from Mention It All podcast and Bravo by Betches. It was just truly the week that I needed. Now, I'm not fully operational up here in my mind yet. Uh, You know, I trip a lot in my mind right now. Um, So thank you for bearing with me. It's not the smooth operation that it always is, LOL. But thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for telling your friends about this show. We're building an army, not like a Taylor Swift army, but we're building like a small, a smallish army. And I'm just so excited for what's to come. You know, my mom always said, it really is what you make of it. You know, and this is what I'm like, this is what we make of it. This time right now, this is our time. And I'm so excited uh, to see where we go from here. And I know if I keep working hard and if you guys keep listening and new people keep joining us, I mean, the sky's the limit. So I hope this week that for all of you guys that the sky is the limit. Remember that life will get you down, that there will be moments that you cannot move, but find something that you truly love. Find somebody that you truly love. Find something that you love to watch. Find a song that you can't get out of your head and listen to that. When you feel down, when you feel insecure, when you're operating from a place of fear, which I was just talking to meditza I was like, yo girl, I operate from a place of fear every day. Uh, you know. But it's just, what other choice is there but to do what we love? Because there's so much hurt out there sometimes. There's so much scariness. The world, nothing is promised to us. People unfortunately leave that you don't want to leave goes into one bubble that we call a life. And and I'm trying to make this a better one for myself and hopefully make you guys laugh a little bit. Maybe you you think about a show that you didn't think was gonna be good and maybe you watch it because we talk about it on here. Uh, So much good can come from all of this. Um, So yeah, that's me on my soapbox. I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Bad boy, bad boy. Okay, let's get into this. Oh, also a couple announcements about the show. Support the sponsors, like I said, especially when this show is building. I know right now they're probably selling me to advertisers' betches. And and you know, for all intents and purposes, they don't know who I am. So the more you show up for me right now, I think it's the better overall in the long run that we can show the power behind this show. Sponsors can see that actually people do pay attention to this show. And uh, that helps the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're not, check us out on Spotify. You can leave reviews on both. Uh, and sharing it with your friends. Like I said, we're also on YouTube. You can watch videos on there of the interviews, the recaps, and then Patreon. We call ourselves the baddies. Stay bad, baddies. Over there on Patreon, I did a full Real Housewives of New York recap of last week's episode that was a lot of fun. Talked a little bit about personal stuff as well. We do a couple episodes a week usually, but now there's like a catalog of like 350 episodes that I've been doing for years over there. So for five bucks a month, you get yourself, Everything. Uh, if you want to see the evolution or hear the evolution of me, we're doing a live Patreon this Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can ask me questions, you can make me do like a dance. I don't know, whatever. It's gonna be your hour with me. Bring a cocktail and we'll have a we'll have a party over on Patreon. This is the other thing. So I know you guys liked the mashups at the beginning of the show. I talked about it last week. We can't start with the mashups anymore, right? But I've been making playlists with mashups and things inspired by the show. I'm trying to find the best way to get them to you for free. And I think it's going to be through the Patreon. And you're like, Ryan, you just told us to pay for the Patreon. I think there's an option on Patreon where you can just go over and it's open to anybody. But what I'm going to start doing, I'm going to try to finish this tonight after this, is try to publish a playlist over on patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. And there'll be some mashups. There'll be some sad music that I'm into. There'll be just like some full songs and it'll be a playlist for the week of shows. If that makes sense, because a lot of people really did like starting the the show with those, those mashups, even though a lot of people complained about them, but then you kind of grew to love them, which is kind of like me. I feel like people are like, you know what? I, I get a lot of this too. I, I, I used to listen to you and then I didn't anymore, but now I came back to you and I like you again. And I'm like, that's cool. I'm never leaving. So come and go as you please, but God, I'm happy that you're back, but I'm going to find a way that we can rock out together because mashups, the mixture of two songs is one of the most powerful pop culture, uh, extravaganzas uh, extravaganzas that we have in terms of music. So I want to make sure you guys get those as well. Okay all of that crap is out of the way. Now, this today to me is what I love about pop culture because so much happened. From the moment I got up, we had the announcement that uh, Usher Usher, who loves being in the club, Usher was announced as the halftime Super Bowl performer, and that was kind of a bummer to me. Like I love Usher. Usher obviously is historical in terms of music. But I was getting fed images of an In Sync reunion, a Destiny's Child reunion, possibly One Direction. Somebody threw out Miley Cyrus, which I was like, eh, but whatever. There was all of these things at play. And last year we had Rihanna, but I was like, oh, Usher? Sure? And so what happened, supposedly Miley Cyrus's people put out a little bit of a, uh, not a press release, but they put out information later in the afternoon saying that Miley was offered it, but she has chosen at this time to not do this because she's not wanting to perform at big events like this right now, which I don't even know if that was true, if it got offered. But Usher, Usher it seems thrilled to be doing this. It's just not as, like, I don't know. Like, remember that one year when you had like Dre and Snoop and then 50 Cent, like he was a little chunkier and he like kind of, came like he did like a reverse like sit up like in the music video and he just looked really bulky (laughs) and then you had Kendrick Lamar it was just like Eminem you had this like wide array of people to me that was like super exciting. (laughs) Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank but with Quince I get high-end versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's gonna be my next purchase. So, Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're gonna have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The anticipation of Rihanna was super exciting. Now, Usher's going to kill it. Like, we, we all, there's like a handful of Usher songs that we all know and love that you're probably all forgetting right now. But yeah, there's a part of me that wanted Beyonce. There's a part of me that wanted Beyonce with Destiny's Child. There's a part of me that, of course, wanted In Sync. And so, like, it's weird. But at the same time, I don't even like football. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. I'm not even a sports guy. You guys know that. Listen, I watched. This is how. This is how much of a man I am. I turned to the Kansas City Chiefs game just because. I saw that Taylor Swift was there. I was like, what's this football all about? This is, wow. These are like modern day gladiators. Can you show that shot of Taylor in the booth again? Please. Like I was watching football so I could see Taylor Swift. Thank God that my dad never pushed me to truly be into sports or he would be so, he would be more ashamed than he is already of me. You know, but so we started off with Usher and Kim Kardashian This is the other thing. Kim Kardashian filmed a commercial because it's the Super Bowl halftime show presented by Apple Music. So Apple has taken over. It used to be like the Pepsi halftime show, but Apple has paid for exclusive rights. And uh, so Kim Kardashian filmed this thing with Usher, also Deion Sanders, uh, who's doing uh, very (laughs) – Coach Prime over at Colorado. How do I even know that? Like I'm I'm knowing more about sports this year just because of pop culture than any other year. The last time I knew this much about sports was when like Jessica Simpson was dating Tony Romo. You know, like it was always depending on who these sports players would date. That's how I would know. I was like, oh, Tom Brady, yes, Giselle Boonchin. I got it. Nope, I got it. So Kim Kardashian. She's you know she's Dame Kim Kardashian. She's an she's a thespian now. She's an actor. She does this little like sketch with Usher, going like, "What's well, up, Usher? It's me, Kim. Guess what? You're gonna do the Super Bowl." And Usher's like, "Stop playing with me, Kim. Stop playing with me." They missed an opportunity for Usher today. Stop playing with me. You're you're kidding me. And for Kim to go Bible because they all you know the Kardashians always like us say bi- Bible on Bible. So, guys, I'm so excited right now. I just realized I'm amped. It's like 12 o'clock at night. I'm like, I love this. So Kim Kardashian's doing this little sketch with Usher. And Kim Kardashian's had a big week in terms of acting because American Horror Story Delicate premiered. And the thing is, I think Kim did a decent job. Like I told you last week, there was no way that Kim's just going to shit the bed because She's being coached. In fact, I think I know who her acting coach is. I'm waiting to confirm it but I will let you know as soon as I can confirm it. But she's being coached. I've done this in coaching myself. Like you can see the beats. Like she's she's undercutting the joke. She's doing all the comic rules, rule of threes. She's, do, you know, all of those basic things that you do as a comedic actor. Kim's doing all of those. The unfortunate thing, and I will say the only thing that doesn't help Kim is that she has gotten so much Botox that I she can't, you know, like Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep can make like, you know, when Meryl Streep's angry or sad because she hasn't done too much work to her face. So she has like natural, you know, her, 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 her forehead can still get like, you know, little squinkly lines and you can tell when, you know, she's upset or sad or happy. Kim's, Face, If you look at it, it just doesn't move. That thing could go through Hurricane Katrina and it would just like it would just stay still completely. That's the only thing as Kim gets more into acting because I have a feeling because like I said last week, acting is way more fun than studying to be a lawyer and it's way easier. I just wonder if Kim's frustrated that her face can't legitimately move the way that other actors faces can You might think that's mean, but I'm trying to be complimentary because I think she's doing a good job in all of these. But it also is like, it just shows you what a stranglehold the Kardashians have on pop culture. And then I was thinking about this today is that there's just like there's like five factions out there. You got the Kardashians, right? Which includes Kylie, Kendall, Chris, Chloe, Courtney, that whole you know, kitten and caboodle. And then over here, you got your Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift's a juggernaut. Then you got over there, you got Beyonce and you can put Beyonce with Jay-Z. And if we go back to Taylor, now you can include all of Taylor's men or Sophie Turner going out to dinner for the paparazzi. You got all of these things. There's a stranglehold on pop culture. That's only now juggled by three or four things. And they're usually, a family like the Kardashians that don't particularly have a skill except for making money. And then you have Beyonce and Taylor, which their skill is like they're buskers. They're like amazing performers, singer, songwriters, true talent. So it's amazing to watch Beyonce and Taylor. But then over here you have the Kardashians, which I, like I said, the talent is the fame, fame and making money is their talent. They can't write or Sing a song to save their life. I mean, Kim's tried in the past, but they are just as relevant. They might not be just as beloved, but they're just as relevant. And then those are like three huge factions. And then, of course, you could like kind of expand that out into sports in terms of pop culture, in terms of how popular football, soccer, all of those things, and all of the celebrities. I mean, I didn't even know until, God, a couple months ago that like the number one followed person on Instagram was Christian Ronaldo. I didn't know that. Um, But then you have like kind of the underlying things. And isn't it weird that actors really don't even fall into that anymore in terms of juggernauts? I mean, DiCaprio has worked consistently and always raking in the money. But in terms of brands, in terms of being huge, you have Taylor, Beyonce, sports star, Taylor, Beyonce and the Kardashians. I think it's all ruled by that. And of course, you can make the argument for this or that or this or that, but I think they all fall under an umbrella of some other kind of thing. Like you could put actors all under one umbrella, but Beyonce, Taylor, and the Kardashians are all their own umbrella. Okay, Rihanna, a little bit too, actually. But Rihanna's tricky because Fenty actually almost made her go, I don't even care about finishing another album. I'm that rich and I'm enjoying having a family. Which, by the way, congratulations, really cute photo of her family last week with ASAP and her two kids with her newborn baby. Amazing. But it is interesting to think about the pop culture landscape. And I've been thinking about it a lot this weekend because I watched a docu-series on Apple TV on Saturday night called The Supermodels. I highly recommend it. It's a little slow. It's four episodes. But overall, it's amazing. Because you forget what's like the supermodels and the supermodels in question here are Naomi Campbell, uh, Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista, and uh, uh, Christy Turlington. Those are the four that this focuses around. But through those four women, you get to kind of hear the story of fashion, the story of modeling, the story of these designers, and the story of where we were, like supermodels were a thing. There never has been the kind of white hot relevance of four singular ladies in terms of modeling than it was during this time period in the nineties that these four women, these four women kind of just had the power, like they made the moniker of supermodels for these four women. You could make the argument, of course, then after that was Kate Moss around the same time and, and you know all of these other ladies. But it was interesting because it made me think about pop culture from this whole different perspective in terms of fashion. And of course, you guys know me. I'm an old Navy man, which, by the way, at some point, somebody from old Navy has got to be listening to this show and is going to be dressing me for BravoCon. Like, old this is just basic shit. I'm going to be doing red carpet events. Old Navy should be fucking knocking down my door at this point. But I highly recommend it's on Apple TV. And Apple TV is interesting because they have so much good programming. But Apple TV is always kind of like, hey, I dare you to watch us. I dare you to even find out that we have a new show. Apple TV truly doesn't give a rip if you watch That's the feeling I get when I watch Apple TV is that they don't care. They do not care if you watch them. They're like, we made good shit. If you, if you hear about it and want to come watch it, great. If not, we don't need you. We don't care. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in terms of streaming. I truly don't believe they care, (laughs) which by the way, the new season of the morning show premiered two weeks ago. And I watched the morning show this last month for the first time I burned through the first two seasons after my mom passed. And it was kind of like, let's just get involved in these stories. And it's a ridiculous show. I love it, but it's ridiculous. Reese Witherspoon went to space two episodes ago. She's a reporter, a lesbian reporter that went to space. It's a wild show, you guys. I love it. Billy Crudup's so good in it. But I was watching this Supermodels, and I got really into it. And I I love docu-series, and I love learning new things. But I was even thinking about that. It's interesting to kind of look to the left and have pop culture told to you through a different lens. And for me, it was through these Supermodels' uh, eyes. And it just made, made me realize what a different era we used to be in, in terms of everything because they were making the point that this was before pre-social media. you know. Cindy Crawford made the point of like, well, now I'm just Kaya's mom. Kaya Gerber, of course, is her daughter. And Cindy made the point that everybody has phones and social media now, so everybody can be a model. You're not plucked out of obscurity anymore. You pluck yourself out of obscurity. We have these little things in our hands that connect us to each other every damn second and minute of the day. Sometimes that's a great thing. Sometimes it's a horrible thing. But that it gave us the power and everybody now can be a model. But we don't have these these people that do that now don't have the cultural relevance that these women did that kind of not broke the glass ceiling, but really did something new. I mean, remember that George Michael Freedom 90 video? David Fincher, the director of Seven and Benjamin Button and all of these amazing films – gone girl. He directed that video and he's in this documentary, but those four women, cause George Michael didn't want to be in the music video because he was tired of shaking his ass on MTV with the faith video and all of that kind of all the downside that that offered George Michael. So he said, you know what, I'm going to ask these supermodels to lip sync the song. And it's an iconic music video. And I, it's just one of my favorite songs, but it was just so interesting what they did at a time and place pre Kardashian. I was watching Kendall Jenner walk the runway for some show in Milan this weekend or last week. And I'm not a fashion guy. Like some of you guys appreciate it so much more and can point out things to me that I don't really know, but I I see it and I'm kind of like, ah, it just never, you know, and, and I was thinking about the Kardashians and I was thinking about today about Kim and her face, not moving is that we know like Kendall and Kylie, you know these these looks were built upon where they've arrived now these weren't natural beauties these were beauties that were not engineered per se but they've had they've had a lot of help along the way and now the kardashians for all intents and purposes create beauty standards which that's where it gets scary but those supermodels it was like christy turlington was picked out of obscurity and she was like okay i can make some money and have my own money and 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 you know it's it, she was just tr- She went on like a, just a, like somebody found her and thought she had a good look. Cindy Crawford, all the, I mean, it was just kind of amazing that they were just natural beauties. And they were also doing that when they were like 16 or 17, it was insane, but it is so interesting to see how pop culture and all of these things have kind of like amped up there. It's almost on steroids, like the Kardashians. I feel like I always call them the Terminators because they've like almost improved on you know, just like your basic design of a robot to actually become a Terminator. They've built upon everything that was set before them. And I mean that as a compliment. I mean, Chris Jenner is just a, just a huge genius. I can, I know you guys are rolling your eyes at this point. Um, anyway, so that was one thing I watched that I wanted to recommend to you, but it just made me think about where we are in terms of pop culture. And then of course, it made me think about uh, Taylor Swift because what a stranglehold she has on pop culture. Do you realize she had 33,000 people register to vote last, last week? Uh, it, It was really insane. Like talk about using something for good is that Taylor Swift had fans reminded them to register to vote and people actually Went and like registered to vote. I mean, like, how insanely important is that in this day and age? So, a Taylor Swift Instagram post helped drive a surge in voter registration. So, her Instagram has 272 million followers and she encouraged them to vote. It recorded more than 35,000 registrations, according to the organization, based on this one post. She said, I've been so lucky to see many of you guys at my US shows recently. I've heard you raise your voices and I know how powerful they are. Make sure you're ready to use them in our elections this year. And then she put the registration to vote.org. Now, 35,000 new registrations on National Voter Registration Day. It was the most since 2020. Uh, It was a 23% jump over last year. Uh, And the number of 18-year-olds registered was more than double of 2022. And I just thought, okay, that's amazing. So Taylor had... The best week ever. I mean, the week before she got to watch NSYNC reunited, the VMAs, and we saw what a good time she had. And then last week, she comes down and does charity work with Sophie Turner and takes her out to dinner with a couple times. Gets these paparazzi shots heard around the world, and Joe Jonas literally shit, shit his pants almost. And then goes and travels to KC because this Travis Kelsey, this football player for Kansas City which by the way i grew up in olathe kansas so uh, i'm kind of a chief a kansas city chief I'm, i support so he said uh there'd been all these rumors that they were dating and i think his brother and him they have a podcast together they were having fun with it but he was kind of putting it out there that he said listen i saw i said i said to her i saw you rock the stadium uh in kc and now i uh, encourage you to come watch me rock the stadium in kc and he said the offer the offer is in her court. And then sure enough, she shows up today. She is in Travis Kelsey's box and she hangs out with Travis's mom, the entire game. And now we have seen all of those photos. Once again, Taylor, I don't know if this is performative or if she's genuinely has this good of a time everywhere she goes, but she was having uh, the time of her life. And thank God the chiefs won that game. Cause if they didn't dude, Taylor, would be like, fuck off, brother. Fuck off, buddy. I'm going to date a player that wins. But this Taylor, like, this has got to be really early on in this relationship, and Taylor's already met the mom, and the mom already seems to love Taylor. I wonder if Taylor registered the mom to vote. This Taylor, it's too, like, just stranglehold on pop culture, folks. So then there's been a lot of videos since where uh, we got some brief video of Travis Kelsey and Taylor walking out of the stadium and then, uh, then riding in his convertible. Also Travis Kelsey was wearing something ridiculous. I'm not talking about the football uniform. I'm talking about like he was wearing this denim. It kind of looked like Ryan, uh, Jen Pedranti's boyfriend from Real Housewives of Orange County, how he wears those jean jackets or like the, like the weird graffiti. It looked like some weird graffiti denim outfit. I was like, yo bro. You ain't Timberlake and Britney when they did that all denim outfit. Remember that? It's iconic. I was like, go slow, man. Like, just just wear some khakis or something. This guy, fully dressed to the T, he was walking out with Taylor. And I just think how... Like, think about the reality of that situation. You know how hard it is when we date in our normal, weird, average lives and how nervous you are, or, you know, especially when you're just getting to know somebody. Imagine that, like, you're dating Taylor Swift but you're also like kind of a big deal yourself. Like I don't watch sports. So he means kind of zero to me, even though a lot of people say good things about him, but this guy has got to realize like, fuck, this is a genuine superstar. Like this is a superstar. Like, how do you not shit the bed? How do you not? Then if you kiss Taylor Swift the whole time, I mean, are you just sitting there going, I'm kissing Taylor. I'm Is she going to write all too well about me? Did you know I'm so, so Did you know Travis Kelsey was in a jacuzzi with Taylor? Did you? I can't believe that. Did you? Did you, did you know Taylor was at KC Stadium with Travis Kelsey? I can't believe that. Thank you, Ken. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is so ridiculous. Like what? I mean, then like I mean, do you think? Hey, okay, listen. It's twelve o'clock, 12.09 right now do you think, okay, if there's kids in the room, just kick them out. Do you, okay. Between us. Do you think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are knocking boots right now? Do you think they're making love? Do you think they're having sex? Oh my God, you guys. And then if you have, if you make love to a Taylor Swift or have, you know, if you do the hippity-dippity the whole time, you got to be thinking, oh my God, You know, like you got to really perform like she does three and a half hour concerts. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town to the swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. you got to make sure this ain't like 30 seconds. you got to really put effort in. And then, you know, like with guys, they always tell you like the old bit in the back, like they're always say, like, play a baseball game in your mind when you're having sex. It'll like make it, make it last longer. Like, you know, like get yourself off of the situation because you know, like just to make yourself last longer, what do sports players do? Because like they, they think about sports all day. You can't go to sports in your head. Like, what do they think? Do they think about like their taxes or their grocery list? How do you like if it's Taylor Swift and then, the whole time I would be worrying if I was Taylor Swift. I'd be because Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's dating history. She was dating Maddie Healy from 1975. Looks very different. Jake Gyllenhaal. She's dated. I mean, we know all the dudes she's dated, but Travis Kelsey seems like a very different type. This dude is a man. <laughs> I got way too. This dude is a. This dude is a man, and the mustache looks a little weird, but he looks like a burly man, and I wonder if he's thinking like, "Oh my God, I wish I was skinnier. I wish I was more." Like waif like, like Matty Healy. I wonder if he's insecure or if he's just like super cocky. Anyways, this Travis Kelsey, I got to do a deep dive on him. A lot of you guys, he, did you know he was on, in a 2016 reality series on E called Chasing Kelsey? Oh, sorry. Cha- yeah, Chasing. Yeah, that's Chasing Kelsey. I did like a deep dive on Instagram on it today because I was just truly, I was like, no way. It's, yeah, it's called. <laughs> It's called Chasing Catching Catching Kelsey 2016. And this guy dated a bunch of girls on this show. You can get it online right now. It's on Tubi. You can get it on Amazon Prime. Like, you can. I gotta watch this entire series, but everybody was like, Oh my god, I I watched that show. I love that show. This dude was a reality star. So now we bring reality into the mix. We bring reality television. Taylor Swift, for all intents and purposes. You know, you take this guy out of football, she's dating a reality star. So then you know Tom Sandoval's like, What's up, dude? Here you dating reality stars, dude. May I put my hat in the ring, madam, Miss Taylor, dude? Yeah. Anyways, those those things, you know, it's silly. And by the way, don't shit on people that had fun looking at Taylor Swift in a in a Kansas City Chiefs booth with this guy's mom. That's what I love about pop culture. We will laugh about that photo for years to come. And do I think this relationship is going to work out? Probably not. How could it? Like most normal relationships don't work out. Do I think that like, this like two really like famous and one like the most famous person in the world is going to work out? I mean, they got a lot up against them. But like, listen, they're having fun. Maybe it should teach us to have some fun. But it'll be hysterical to now see where they go next. You know. I mean, there was like what sixty, seventy thousand people at the Chiefs game? What what's a second date look like? Like what do you what are you gonna go do on a second date? You <laughs> you gonna go see the nun too? <laughs> like what do you do? I mean you go do they go home and watch Bravo? Does like Taylor go, I wanna see Roni tonight? Oh, the possibilities are endless, but that's what I love. We start the day with Usher. Kim's in that little commercial. She's probably thrilled. And by the end of the day, Taylor's popped up and taken the gold ring of pop culture once again. This is a war, folks. This is a pop culture war. So that was really exciting. <laughs> that was super exciting. Uh, okay, let's see here. Remember, you can skip to that block by Jacks anytime you want. I'm just having fun here. We're just getting loose, you guys. Um. Okay, this week, huge week for TV. I talk about this with Block by Jax, but just a reminder, we have Special Forces uh, on tonight on Fox. Uh, I'm excited for that. You've got the Golden Bachelor, which is the Bachelor, but with an older gentleman and older women. That's on Thursday. You also have the Kardashians on Hulu on Thursday as well. You have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this week. You had Real Housewives of New York tonight. Uh, you have Real Housewives. <laughs> it's just all real. You have Southern Charm on Thursday. I love this week's Southern Charm. My hat's off to Craig Conover. Man, Craig, please unblock me. I for- Please forgive me for all my lawyer memes about you. But I genuinely think you are so damn good at what you do. My God, just an iconic performance out of Craig Conover this season. You got that this week. I'm missing, uh, oh, Real Housewives. oh, Real Housewives of Orange County. We have the season finale of Real Housewives of Orange County where all of these women, for some reason, will team up on Heather DeBro again, I'm guessing, when they should be teaming up against Tamra. But, you know, people will learn or they don't. Who cares? Also, uh, Archie Vador, Shannon's dog, will be on the show later this week. No, I wish, though. If anybody has an Archie connection, I would love to have Archie on So Bad It's Good. But we hear hopefully things are going okay with Shannon. You've got to know that Shannon Bedore is probably just horrified, just horrified at this entire situation. So I'll be very curious to see what the steps she makes, if she is going to go to some sort of rehab or what that looks like for her. Um, Oh, speaking of that real quick, Chef Stu, uh, Chef Stuart O'Keefe, that's been on this show a lot. He wanted me to... uh, to let you guys know that him and Amy Phillips, she, Amy Phillips is just a genius. She has a, a podcast right now called drama darling. That's excellent. She's so amazing. Well, they're doing an event called reality bites live. Um, and Emily Simpson is going to be showing up to this Chef Stu and Amy Phillips are co-hosting this event. Uh, I think Kristen takeman is going to be there. Emily Simpson, Jean is going to be there and it's going to take place in Los Angeles on September 30th. So this week, There's going to be two showing times of the experience, brunch and happy hour. And both show consists of tasty past plates because Chef Stew is a chef, craft craft cocktails and comedies. The reality TV themed experience will have cooking demos from Chef Stew, laughs with Amy Phillips and uh, Kristen Takeman and Emily Simpsons as party guests. You can uh, get the VIP event. You can find tickets at realitybiteslive.com and you can use code Amy, A-M-Y for 20% off for, uh, for so bad as good listeners. So that's pretty good. Uh, that's happening this week as well. There's so much good stuff. There's so much good TV that it almost, that you could almost say, you know what? I don't even need anything good happening in my life. Cause we have so much good TV. That's how good TV is right now. We are truly blessed we are truly blessed. If you have a good place to sit and lay on your ass, then we are just truly blessed right now. So that's all the TV happening this week. I'm sure I left out a bunch of things, but that's what uh, I have that I'm excited. Oh God, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars on Tuesday with Ariana Maddox and uh, and Mauricio and all these other people. I talk about that with Blocked by Jax as well. Oh, uh, also I wanted to thank uh, Marissa... Maritza and Sandra you know for all of your pop culture notes they'll send me notes and things to focus on so thank you for everything they're just amazing uh it's just so exciting to go through their lists and then like have what I want to talk about. And they'll like point things in my direction. And it's just great to cull from. So you have all of these stories that we get to talk about all week. So even if I don't hit something now, remember come back every day. Now the Monday and Friday episodes will be longer usually, but then like I last week, those Tuesday, Wednesday uh, episodes will be shorter. So it's a good mixture. And we have great interviews this week. We have a lot of good people. Sammy Sage, one of the uh, founders of Betches and hosts a lot of podcasts is brilliant. She's coming on. I have the, uh, the author Taylor Lorenz coming on. I potentially have some selling the OC cast members coming on. It's just an embarrassment of riches. I'm so, so thankful. Okay. Moving on with other things that I watched this weekend, Um, I watched the first four episodes of the fifth season of love is blind on Netflix. Now they're going to release a couple of, I think the next four come out this Friday. So, you know, they've done this for the last four seasons. So I watched the fifth season and if you don't watch love is blind, it is batshit. Basically the conceit, the concept of the show is that they are in these pods, men and women. They don't get to see each other. They're only there for 10 days And you are supposed to come out of these pods and find love and then ask that person to marry you. And then you go on this little adventure where you start living a life with them and then it eventually leads to marriage at the very end of the season or it doesn't. And it's batshit. It doesn't, it makes, it makes no sense. And part of the fun of this though is watching these people, these goofballs fall in love so quickly. And I want them, I demand Netflix release the full pod. I want, I want every I don't want editing. I want to see how these numbskulls fall in love so quickly. I don't care. Like 10 days is insane. Like how, how long are these talking sessions when they're falling in love without seeing each other? I, we only get to see clips. I want to see the full thing because some of these people are like, I don't care what you look like. I love you so much. It is insane, but I'm not going to ruin it for you. If you haven't seen the first four episodes, I'll talk about it later this week. So you guys can catch up. The only thing I'll say is this Uchi. I don't like it. This guy, Uchi or Uche is his last name. I don't like him. I don't like him. This guy's a gaslighter. This guy's a weirdo. I don't like him. I don't like him. I think he's potentially evil, but the whole thing, they're all batshit. They're all insane. You cannot fall in love with somebody in these little pods. And what I'm so scared is we live in such a weird society right now is that Netflix is going to probably open up some bar one day where you can pay 20 bucks to like go into a pod and meet the love of your life. And they're going to charge you for it. Like this is oh, it just it, it infuriates me. But I I loved watching it. If you were watching for some brainless entertainment, Love Is Blind season five, the first four episodes are out. I recommend it. I tentatively recommend it. Like, listen. It's not the the most genius thing that you ever watched in your life, but it is really entertaining because the, it's just because these numbskulls, I can't tell if they're truly wanting to find love or they just really want some kind of low level fame. I'm sure it's a mixture of both, but then when they really get in, like when they really start falling in love with these people, you get genuinely scared. I get, you get genuinely scared. You're like, I've been in love a couple of times. Like it is nothing like this. It is. I mean, what, what? How, if you are one of these people, their family members, you've got to be like I'm. I, I, you, I'm gonna. You don't even deserve to drive a car. Like you, you shouldn't be working machinery. Like you, I. I Can you imagine raising your kids? And then one day they're like, Mom and Dad, like I want to be in Love Is Blind. You know, like that's you know, God. It's like one thing for me to start a podcast. That's like pretty shameful. But these people finding love in a pod? No, on TV. No, my dad when I was a kid, he said you know, he fought in Vietnam and that's why he never, he said, you can do whatever you want in life. You know, I'm just never going to let you sign up for an armed, like one of the armed forces. He respected him, but he was just like, I saw how intense that was. That's the only thing that I don't want you to do. I, I want to be able to protect you from that. That's like, was was one big thing. He's like, I, you can work anywhere you want. Just, just don't do that. He's like, I, I, you know, like, and, and by the way, he respects the military He fought all that stuff. <laughs> this is going in a weird direction but these, (laughs) that was the only thing, but these people signing up for a reality show to like, fuck it. Like maybe this is how this is, this is what's missing. This is, I'm going to find love this way. I just think, I just think you, you would be so dismayed if one of your children did this. Like it works out sometimes. Like I'm sure, I'm sure like some of the parents of the Vanderpumpers They're like, damn, that's pretty good. Like I didn't, you know, like this is, they've managed to like kind of carve out a nice thing over the last 10 plus years on reality television. But it's another thing because these Love is Blind cast members, they're like usually one and done. Like one season and they're done and then they can't get job. Like we had those two people from Love is Blind on a couple months ago on the show that are starting the reality show union. And I think they were amazing. But like the one guy was saying, it's hard to get work now. It's hard for him to actually get a real job because he was on this reality television show. But anyways, it's interesting. Did you guys watch it? Oh my goodness. Woo. Crazy. So I watched that. Like, I, like I said, watch so much TV, watch the supermodels thing. And then tonight I watched the reunion for 90 day fiance. And if you think what I just said about being disappointed by the people in love is blind, it goes like quadruple for 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance makes me believe that we are near the end of the world. Like it is, tr- <laughs> every week I watch it and every week I'm upset. Every week I'm like, this is ridiculous. These people walk amongst us. This shouldn't happen. You got this guy, Gino. He thinks he's like uh, Neo, the singer. He's always wearing a hat. He's just like a big goofball. And now he's brought, uh, what's her name? They, they, oh, it's, just, it's a mess, you guys. They're all a mess. And I'm just the whole time just fuming. And why do I watch this every week? I haven't gotten to watch this week's Sister Wives yet because I'm talking to you instead. I watched Roni after I watched that. The other thing that I recommended. Now this is a little, um, this is a little uh, out of left field, but I, I read about this movie, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. It, it, everybody was saying such good things about it, and I watched it today, and I loved it. It's a really it's, like a, it's a really scary movie. There's some beautiful, sad parts in it. There's a little bit of sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi in it, I guess. It's called No One Will Save You. It's on Hulu. It stars Caitlin Deaver. She's one of the actors from Booksmart. I love that movie. Her and Beanie uh, Beanie Feldstein, right? Uh, Jonah's sister. But Caitlin Deaver is the lead in it. There's only one line of dialogue the entire movie, and it's about an alien invasion. And that's But it is so well done. I am shocked that this didn't get released in theaters, but I thought they were, it was just beautiful. It was scary. Guys, if you're looking for as we get into fall and spooky season and things of that nature, I really recommend this movie. No one will save you. In fact, Sandra, if you're listening, can we reach out to, can you see if you can reach out to somebody over at Hulu and see if the director or actor will come on? Because I just thought this was so great. It's only an hour and a half movie. And it just it grabbed me. It was scary. Like I said, I teared up a, a couple times. I just thought Caitlin Deaver, the the lead actor, was just amazing. I love alien things. I don't. Anyways, if you get a chance and you're looking for something scary and creepy, that is something to potentially check out. So there, last week, you guys, I said as a joke, but I said these are a couple things that I need in this world right now, and I need P- Pete Davidson to date another celebrity. And it's almost like the world, like this is how much I am manifesting right now. Not a lot for myself, but in terms of pop culture, I, my manifesting is second to none because we got this, uh, we got a little, a couple news items this weekend that Peter Davidson, boyfriend to the stars is now dating Madeline Klein, the actor from Outer Banks. She's 25 years old. Peter is freshly out of rehab. He's out on the road doing stand-up. He's doing some stand-up with John Mulaney soon, but he's now dating Madeline Klein. And I guess, you know, what's so interesting. I wonder if Pete Davidson is kind of like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. You know, old big swinging Dick Pete I still got it. Or do you think he's like, Oh, people have moved on to wondering like about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Or do you think he's like, Oh, Good. You know, go pay attention to them. I'm gonna do my business with Madeline Klein and nobody's gonna be the wiser. Like, do are we still excited about Pete Davids? I'm kind of still excited about Pete Davidson dating the celebrity, but at the same time, I'm starting to think, is it a sickness? Is he okay? Is he is it okay? And also maybe just if you're freshly out of rehab, take some time for old Pete. It's okay to be alone too. Is it kind of a thing of like, I wonder if the thought process is I'm only young once maybe I'll be by myself when I'm in my forties, but I'm in my twenties and I'm only going to have access to like really beautiful celebrities potentially right now. So is it kind of one of those, I got to get it all out of my system now. What do you guys think? But anyways, that was huge news. Very, very excited about that. Um, Let's see here. Britney Spears. She is going to uh, release her memoir. uh, The woman in me, which we've already seen the book cover for Uh, the, the memoir is being called brave. And, uh, her handlers right now are not really letting her promote the book. She's not going to be doing, I think any, um, in-person interviews. We still get a lot of Britney Spears dancing videos. Um, you know, she's in various states of undress. I, as I've always said, I just want Britney to be okay and happy. And I don't, that's why I said it was such bullshit that rumor last week that she was going to do a Las Vegas residency because I was like, no, there's just no possible way. And if somebody's even trying to get her to do a Las Vegas residency, shame on you. Like now is not the time. I don't know. Anyways, I I'm I'm really curious to read this book. We will be covering this book on this show, Brittany. If you're listening, maybe I will be the one stop on your promotional tour. Wouldn't that be great? She's she's turned down all interviews except for so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. There's gotta be one celebrity out there that listened to my unhinged Salt Lake city recap, which by the way, I was really proud of the recap. You guys, um, I'm going to keep recapping salt Lake. I was like, I want to do Southern charm too. I'm only one man. I'm only one man. <laughs> um, okay. We've got so many other news stories, but I'm going to save those for later in the week. It is getting long, uh, in the night as it were. Uh, I am going to share one more thing about my mom, if that's okay. I'm going to put a timestamp right here. So you can skip, right? You can skip. And you can skip right to Block by Jacks. We don't have the mashups anymore, but this show is still a mashup. This show is a mashup of pop culture, music, movies, TV, and me and my family and things that I think about the world and things that are happening um, in my life. And I wanted to uh, tell a quick story and share some audio with you. So um, they're saying today was uh, this weekend was like the first like official day of fall, right? And in New York, it's been so rainy and dreary all weekend. I didn't do anything but watch TV, like I said. Um, But uh, I posted one of my favorite memes that I've made over the years of the Lenny Kravitz with the big scarf. Remember that from like a decade ago or something? He had this huge scarf, and he's walking out on like in a New York City street with like a big shit-eating grin on his face because he's Lenny Kravitz. And it's just the best picture to make a meme out of. It just makes me happy. I've used it so many times. And a year or so ago, my mom noticed that I always made this meme. And for Christmas last year, or this past year, she made me, she knitted me a Lenny Kravitz scarf. And I put a picture of it up on my Instagram. And it made me think about my mom, like when I saw that Lenny Kravitz picture and the thinking about the meme and, and it, it, uh, you know, and I got to, and then I was like, kind of, I was bummed because I didn't bring the scarf with me. I I have the scarf. And next time I'm in New York, I'm going to bring it with me and get a picture with it. But Lenny Kravitz must have seen my meme. No, he didn't see my meme, but literally the next day, Lenny Kravitz busted that big old scarf out of like wherever he's storing it and walked through central park and did a TikTok video an Instagram video. And it made me smile so much. Um, people say that, uh, your loved ones will send you signs when, uh, that, they, 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 <clears throat> when they're gone or when they passed. And I don't know if that's true. And I don't think my mom, uh, like I said, I don't think she's listening to the podcast and I don't think she's, I don't think she was the one that, you know, <laughs> got me to meet food God last week, but, uh, I don't think she (laughs) had Lenny Kravitz bust out his big scarf, but it's nice to think about. And it reminds me of a good memory of my mom. And, uh, I loved that. She was so, um, not celebrated, but she, she got, she got a kick out of my weirdness. She got a kick out of what I love. She got a kick out of that. Like she started watching Vanderpump rules because I really got into it. She started like, you know, it was just these really nice things. Um, And there was so much about my mom that I loved. And uh, I just wanted to share this next thing with you guys because I talk about you guys in this. And uh, she does... She was just blown away by all this. And I know it's just a podcast and all that stuff, but she was so blown away by how this grew and the opportunities that I was getting. And I think it comforted her a lot, especially as she was getting sicker that like, Oh good. Like, uh, you know, like he's he potentially going to be able to take care of himself one day. I do want to let you know, my parents never paid my bills. So that's a joke, but you know what I'm saying? She, she thought that like, okay, this guy didn't make it potentially as an actor, but he might make it as a podcaster. Um, my, uh, I got sent, uh, this, I got sent this week. My friend who was at the memorial service for my mom, it was like all of her friends. It was just this beautiful community of people that my mom and dad have been friends with uh, for the last, you know, since they moved to Gilbert. I don't know. How long has that been? Like 20 years or something? 18 years? I don't know. Just really amazing men and women that I've uh, had the pleasure of getting to know a lot this last year. But uh, my friend who was there sent me audio of uh the eulogy that i read at this um at this event at this this memorial for about you know 40 of her friends 40 or 50 of her friends and it was at my sister's place my sister did a beautiful job and um it was right after the the catholic ceremony that they got her name wrong <laughs> the priest got her name wrong which i make a joke in this but anyway i didn't know I didn't ask for this to be recorded. I didn't know it was recorded, but then I got sent this and I listened to it. And then, uh, I was like, you know what? Let me, let me share this with you guys because it makes me feel good to talk about how much my mom did mean to me. And it is only a month and I'm trying to process this, but I want you guys to, uh, you guys know how much she meant to me and I know she meant a lot to you guys as well. But I do talk about you guys in this, uh, the audience and, uh, also a couple of just words of advice she's given me through the years. And it, it talks even about her favorite poet, Michael Bolton at the end. Uh, but like I said, this is a little emotional potentially. So if you're not into that, I totally get it. Just skip, skip, and we'll go right into Blocked by Jacks" right afterwards. Um, and I know that's kind of a weird, like, oh, what a weird transition, but that's okay this is weird. All of this is kind of weird. So it's okay. I'm not going to pretend that it isn't, but I'm going to tell you, come back, even if keep listening, because me and Black by Jacks, Jennifer, we have a blast. We laugh a lot. We talk about all the Bravo shows, all pop culture. I think it's great, uh, but that's what the timestamps are for. So I'm going to put this in here because I want to share this with you guys. And uh, I hope that's okay. I hope that's Okay. And I will talk to you uh, bright and early on Tuesday. Have a great Monday. And remember, just listen to all the shows. I love you guys. Bye. She is with us. But man, she would be, I mean,
1: just, it really is.
0: The people here, you guys look around, you built a community of family and friends that gave my mom so much purpose and strength, especially in the last year of her life. My name is Ryan, and I'm her son, and some would say her only son. Yeah. Hopefully, their yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. We all know. A lot of people say that their parents are their best friends, but it was way more than that for me. My mom and I had a soul connection, and I was beyond lucky to say that there was nothing left unsaid between us. Through the years, I was able to talk about her hopes, her fears, her dreams. Not only for me and herself, but our awesome family. And in the last year and week of her life, it was shown how strong of a family we truly are. The last year and last week felt like what Mom had been training us for her whole life. Love one another, work together as a team, put our faith in God, and remember that even in bad times, there is always something to be thankful for. We all stepped in and stepped up in ways that will stay with me for the rest of my life. My dad, Bill Bailey, or as the church likes to call him, Frank. made me so proud to be his son. He loved her so fiercely and took care of her as her protector of 53 years, and my sister Kara, with all her knowledge and faith, showed us all how brightly she has burned her own path, yet I see so much of the good that mom had in her as well. I know our mother was beaming with pride, even while being in so much pain. I've been in Arizona so much this past year, and I would say I was lucky, but I'm sorry. This heat is evil, and it must be sucked. Arizona has been their home for the last 33 years, and uh, it always teaches me something, Arizona. It's tricky, because if you don't look up, it can just look flat and plain, and like I said, the heat. After she had passed, I went outside to take the trash out, and I was being huffy, realizing that everybody on the street didn't know what we were going through on the inside of this home. And I heard Mom's voice saying, always look up, and I did, and it was the most amazing sky filled with pink and blue, and the clouds were so huge. And then I noticed these beautiful mountains in the background. And Mom would always tell me, always look up because you're going to miss something beautiful if you don't. What might come off plain or unassuming is changed when you look up. I was thinking about that in terms of Mom and with all of us. If you look from the outside, this could be just another person, but if you look up, like all of you did, you got to see what a beautiful, amazing, special, kind person she was. Someone who raised a family, who had a full-time job, who traveled the world, who came from humble beginnings and created so much. She created a world that I know, when she was a little girl, she she dreamed of, always look up. And to be honest, she probably told me to look up so much because I'm always on my phone, but who knows? <laughs> I, uh, I host a podcast, and I went back this last week, and I saw that I had her on the show like 70 times. Oh, and uh, no. the listeners just absolutely loved her, and there's something funny that happens when you put a microphone in front of someone. That, I was able to talk with you when Thank you, Frank, thank you, Frank. <laughs> Uh, I was able to talk with my parents over the last couple of years in ways that I sometimes never had the courage to talk to them in real life. I got to hear my parents' love story of their trip to Hawaii for dad's R&R when he was in Vietnam, mom working her way up from a secretary to being one of the top 100 women in business in Arizona in a male-dominated industry, how much her grandkids meant the world to her. How there were times that my parents struggled to pay the bills when we were younger, but we didn't know anything about it, because they kept it all from us, because they wanted us to have a stable environment. I got to hear about all of you. The Bunko Nights, yeah. the RLC, yeah. the book clubs, the competing book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie nights, the trips, and her opinion on everything. And <laughs> trust me, she had an opinion on everything. Oh, no, Do not no. trust Tom Hanks. That's what she always said. <laughs> I got to hear them as real people and not some mythical fairy tale of your parents. But my listeners, they just loved her dearly, and I got to fall in love with my mom all over again through their ears, reminding me to look up and see and listen how unique she was and how so special she was to everyone. Um, a couple more things. She was in such pain in the last year of her life, and that's not what defines her, but like, if I have a crick in my neck, you're gonna hear about it.
1: <laughs>
0: but with her, she lost most of her hearing. She lost most of her sight. She had skin cancer. She beat breast cancer and everything known to man. And she kept trucking, wanting to live life more than anyone I knew. She would get more done in a day than I do in a year. I long to have her energy and will miss it every day. And I hope I hear her voice telling me to get out of bed and live life. I have a hundred stories, you guys. And I hope you tell them at every RLC, every bunco night, every movie night. Laugh with her, laugh about her, laugh with my dad, protect him like I know you you have, make him get out of bed. Um, One more quick thing about grief, I was looking it up and this just rang so true, is that grief, this is all of the unexpressed love, the grief that will remain with us until we pass because we never get enough time with each other, no matter whether someone lives until 60 or 15 or 99. And I hope this grief stays with me because it's all of the unexpressed love that I didn't get to tell her. And I told her every day that she was the best of us. Life is sacred. Life is short. And we better just be here as much as possible with each other, holding on to each other. And Becky left this world slightly a more beautiful place than how we found it. My mother now lives in me in a way that maybe is even stronger than ever when she was here on earth. I feel her essence, and for me, it only comes when one can accept the loss. And it's so hard for us to do that in our culture because we're not given the framework of, well, the tools. We're told to be in delusion and denial of the universally binding thing that we're all going to go through, and at some point, it's fascinating to me that this grand adventure of death is not honored, and that's what we do here today. We honor her life, but we also honor her death. The only thing that gives any of this meaning is if we walk with death in the far corner of our left eye. That's the only way that we are aware of being alive in this moment. And I think that was the legacy that uh, Becky, my mom, leaves us with because you're not going to be here for long. And what we all have gone through is a universal experience. In the best case scenario, we lose our parents and not the other way around so I feel very lucky that I got to be with her while she was passing and our family got to be with each other through this and we will continue to be with each other forever. <laughs> Losing your mother is a different thing. It's the person that gives you life no longer being here. <laughs> Nothing can prepare you for the, that kind of cataclysm. For me, everything has changed. Where there was once a stream, there's now a mountain. Where there was once a volcano, there's now... It's just a strange head trip. Um, yeah. But always look up. And I will end with one of her favorite, uh, her favorite poets, Michael Bolton. She loved her. She loved You know, we were in this stupid fight in high school. I don't even remember about what. I think it was I, about filling out a college essay. And we didn't talk for like a day. We were weird. And she had to take me to do something. And she didn't know how to express herself. And she played a, uh... oh, geez, <laughs> uh, she played a michael bolton song oh, God. called soul of my soul and i didn't even realize that she was playing it for me um, but these are the lyrics that i uh looked at this morning and she means this for all of us and for our, all her our children and our grandchildren soul of my soul heart of my heart greatest treasure of my life that's what you are Soul of my soul, child of my heart, I love you more than you know. Soul of my soul into this world, come with a heart that's open wide, and the best of this life is all I ever want for you. I love you, believe in you. And uh, that's what she would say to all of you, is believe in you and keep having fun. Every one of you, look up, look at this community that you created, that I get to be lucky enough to come back and know that my parents are okay. I've seen that this last year. All of you, you made my parents okay. And um, please continue to do that for my father and for us. And uh, celebrate Becky. Drink the good wine. And uh, drink uh, red wine. tell out. Yeah. <laughs> drink any <Indian>, turpentine.
1: <laughs> and uh,
0: always look up. So thank you. You guys, welcome to an all-new week of Show Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. I'm an official Betch now, and I needed to, to, you know, we did last week with Sophie. Today, I had to have a heavy hitter as well. I needed somebody, an expert on Bravo, somebody that won't hold back with their opinions on Bravo and pop culture. And there is nobody better, nobody funnier than the account at blocked by Jax or Blocked underscore by underscore Jax. Her name is Jennifer, and she is joining us here again today. Jennifer, uh, happy Sunday morning.
1: Happy Sunday. Another good, like, laying and doing nothing day here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's miserable in New York right now. It's rainy. It's wet. Uh, what did you do last night? Because usually in the old days, uh, like last year or two years ago, you would be out, and I would watch you hung over on Sundays.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I just was at my boyfriend's house and we started Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time from season one. So <laughs> watch that.
0: Wait, this is what happens when you get boyfriends, you start rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was his idea. I was like, okay, I feel like you've done this before, but like, <laughs>
0: wait, thank God it wasn't like one tree Hill or something.
1: I think <laughs> then I know you've done this before. But-
0: <laughs> yeah. This Who is, is a, this is a, This is an Austin move from Southern Charm.
1: (laughs) Oh, totally.
0: So does he watch, like, so yesterday I saw you watched Southern Charm and you watched OC. Does he watch these with you before you turn on Buffy?
1: No, he just, like, goes to play video games.
0: He's like, I'm out.
1: This is video game time. Yeah, like, he'll hear the, like, intro music and he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go upstairs. (laughs) Like, I'm going to go, like. like, Did you tell him
0: about Shannon Bedore crashing into a house?
1: I did. I showed him the video because I he, I like, I told him what happened, and he was like, "Oh, that sucks." So I was like, "No, look, she like."
0: Yeah, runs he was over like, "That's a like house. a video game. That looked like a video I mean, game like, when."
1: And then he like uh, loves dogs. Like her dog was in the car. He was like, "Oh my god! Like that's terrible."
0: Archie has more goodwill from the fans than any other Bravo character known to man.
1: He really does. Like the, I, I haven't stopped thinking about him since. this. Like-
0: Archie, if you are listening, you are so loved. And it is, But the Bravo fandom is so insane because literally there was a news story this week that, like, not the ASPCA, but, like, Animal Control got so many complaints that they had to look into the fact that she had Archie in the car with her.
1: Right. Like, I... And she's probably, like, devastated about that oh. because she loves, like, Archie more than she loves her children. And... Just probably like, no, like anything but hit, like take Sophie. Like, don't <laughs> yeah, take,
0: yeah. I'll give you David. I'll give you new David in a wood with his, his wife, <laughs> ex-wife, wife. Um, Bravo is crazy right now. I feel like Bravo's crazy, but it feels like end of the world crazy. Like too much crazy stuff is happening with Bravo, even in like with past Bravo characters like Bethany Frankel. Um, and too much. What is your take on Bravo right now? Is it, is it getting to be too much or are you like, I'm thriving with all the drama?
1: I feel like I'm thriving because I feel like (laughs) the end of summer, it was kind of like dry for a little bit. Like there wasn't so much going on. And then like Carl and Lindsay happened. And then I feel like ever since then, it's been just like a shit storm and, but I love it.
0: I love it. I just get nervous. I, I get. What'd you say?
1: I so said this is like the thing I need to bring me joy each day. Like I can't just have like my work and my personal life. Like it's not enough. <laughs>
0: I just get nervous because it's too, it's sometimes too much. And I want to focus on my outrage about one thing, like Shannon wrecking into a house. And then you have four more things pop up. Like we had Jennifer Aiden supposedly get cut with a glass by Daniel Cabral at Jersey. You had Whitney from Salt Lake taking a picture with ex-cast member Jenny last night and then freaking out about that. It's like every weekend there's like six more things to go into the week with. And these, this is not even on the show.
1: Right. This is just like everyday life.
0: Um, okay. Before we get into the Bravo of it all, I wanted to hit you with a news story from pop culture. Immediately, it was just announced uh, about 30, 20 minutes ago that the musical artist Usher will be the Super Super Bowl halftime performer. What are your initial thoughts on that? They had Rihanna last year.
1: I mean, I like Usher. Um, like his old stuff. I don't know. Like any does he have songs, new stuff? There are any? I was gonna say if they, he does, like I'm in the dark. But I had saw like on Demois that like there was possibly gonna be like an in sync and then like a whole boy band yes. halftime show. Yeah, they so said Destiny's like Child my-
0: was gonna reunite, In was oh, gonna reunite.
1: Like that was in my head, so I feel like now I'm disappointed because I was really excited about that. Yeah, like i was like, oh, like okay. Uh,
0: Usher's good. Like Usher's great. We'll all have a lot of fun with that. But then at the same time, I I chastise myself because I'm like, why do I even care? Like I got excited about Rihanna and it was great. But then everybody complained about Rihanna being pregnant for the rest of the week. And I'm not even that into football. So the fact that Usher's just way too excited about being in the club. Every song's right. about making love in the club, doing weird <laughs> things in the club. The guy gets too excited around a club. And then the way they announced it this morning, you guys, it's so cringy. You know, Dame Kim Kardashian, she's an actor now. The announcement is a video ad, like it's it's a filmed ad with Kim Kardashian going, Usher, it's me, Kim. Do you know? Get ready. You are performing at the Super Bowl. And Usher's like, Don't lie to me, Kim. Don't lie to me. Are you telling me the truth? Like it's a whole filmed bit. Like Chris Appleton's doing her hair in the commercial. Like, why does Kim have to be a part of
1: this? I feel like I hate this already. Now I'm like even more mad that he's the halftime
0: performer. (laughs) No, it's like I would almost prefer like a DJ James Kennedy at this point, like a Sheena performer.
1: Oh my god, with like Sheena coming in and doing like good. Lala,
0: Sheena and Lala. I'm a boss. Remember that commercial? Yeah, they I'm play? a boss. I'll get hot. Ch- I would be free. I would be crying like people do at Taylor Swift concerts. Oh, yeah. I would I be would, weeping. I
1: like, would fill out like, my life savings to go to the Super Bowl <laughs> for that.
0: I, I would finally get into sports. But like, Usher's going to be great. I just find it funny that we get all excited. But. I even would have been more excited with an In Sync Destiny's Child reunion. Maybe throw in a One Direction. That would like change God, the world. I
1: loved One Direction. I, I couldn't handle that. The One dire- I would have a stroke. Like I would need EMTs like on standby during
0: that <laughs> <Right>. show. <laughs> no, but like why not do it like a throwback to like boy and girl bands of the 90s aughts. And I think you could like do something legendary. Usher, it's just like, yeah, he's great. But it's. It's like Katy Perry. Like Katy Perry right. would be a lot of fun. She's done it before, but at the same time, it's nothing like groundbreaking or like thrilling.
1: Right. Like, do, do I dance when his songs come on? Yeah. But I'm like, oh, Usher. Sure. Like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, I know I'm going to get so many hate. Like, probably I love Usher. How dare you? Oh, you're disgusting.
1: Oh, you're um, going to have like all the cartoon stands come after you now. It's <laughs>
0: Well, wait, so, guys, uh, I swear to, we'll get into Bravo in a second, but the Kardashians, the new season premieres this Thursday, and we're going to have all that Kardashian hype started up again. Also, Kim Kardashian made her premiere as a thespian on American Horror Story Delicate this week. Did you watch that by chance?
1: I haven't. I'm going to, though. Like, I haven't watched American Horror Story in a few years, but... um Now I want to, I'm like curious, you know, it's like Andy Cohen was in it. Oh my God. I did hear that. Okay. Now I'm definitely going to watch today. So they did a Bravo
0: watch. They did a watch what happens live and Kim Kardashian plays Siobhan a publicist and Emma Roberts is like a big actor and she's her publicist and gets her on watch what happens live. So Kim does this call of like, Girl, get this. I just booked you on Watch What Happens Live. And Emma Roberts is like, no way. And then it cuts to like Andy. And Andy is probably, Andy hands down is a better actor than Kim Kardashian in this episode. But they make a Tom Sandoval joke about killing Tom Sandoval in the actual scene.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, That's, it's yeah good. but I also don't want Tom Sandoval to be like, look, I'm like on American Horror Story now. He probably is. No,
0: but- he's going to use it as like, they're making fun of me everywhere, dude. I can't fucking live. I'm trying to be a good person right now. And then I have to be reminded when I watch American Horror Story, <laughs> Delicate. <laughs> um. Okay, where are you in terms of. Vanderpump, because that was the big drama of the last, like, you know, felt like the last decade. And we are at the tail end of that. In fact, this week, this weekend was Life is Beautiful Music Festival in Vegas, which was where we started last year when this affair was going on when we didn't know it. Tom and Raquel were at Life is Beautiful together supposedly under the guise as friends. And then last night, we get pictures of Sheena and Brock with Tom Sandoval. So it looks like they've completely moved on. Have you completely moved on?
1: So I, I've completely moved on until I haven't. Like, until something else comes up. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was like a really great time in like Bravo land. And then I'm like moving on to something else. And then all of a sudden, like... Sheena is with Tom. And I'm like, God damn Like all the feelings come back. and Well,
0: well, because they already know how they make up. We don't know how they make up. So we're missing that big piece of the puzzle. So I think it confuses a lot of fans to be like, wait, aren't we supposed to still be mad? You're not mad anymore. And how like you think about all these relationships that we don't know how they got to this point where they're able to be in each other's social media again.
1: And like, I feel like with Sheena, we probably know how they made up. He made her, he was like crying to her, like, you are my best friend. And she was like, you are mine. She's a flip flopper. Like, I, well, I think she's she's got
0: a big heart. It might be ill advised, but I think she, I, she, I think she thinks she leads with love. And I think that's potentially why she's gotten taken advantage of a lot.
1: Yeah. I just also think she can't stand to not have people love her and like want to be her friend. Like she needs to be loved by everybody and friends with everybody.
0: I want to do a poll each week where the Vanderpump kids let us know where they're at with each other. So that way we can like either back off, go harder. uh, You know, like who we who should we be mad at this week? I mean, obviously the new cheater on the block is potentially Carl Radke from Summer House. And this weekend, Lindsay and a lot of girls went and still did her. Uh, I guess what was it? Her bachelorette party.
1: Yeah, which I'm so happy they did that.
0: Yeah, and like Danielle like got, like, looked like she was hammered yeah. there. You had Samantha. You had you didn't have like Paige, Sierra, or Amanda at this. I noticed.
1: Yeah, I get. I, I'm not surprised. I think I don't think Paige will ever be friends with Lindsay again. I think that's just like not going to happen, but I was kind of surprised about Amanda because like, you know, they had the Kyle Carl, but maybe that ruined it. Like, I don't know if Kyle and Carl's friendship now has made it. So she's like distancing herself from Amanda, but
0: what have you heard? What's your take on the Carl thing? What do you think went down?
1: I am like, so like from her statement that she made, Like, she's obviously completely blindsided. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was cheating. I just, like, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I feel like he – That the scandal broke and people just throw out, like, pregnancies and cheating. Like, it's like fucking confetti. And (sighs) – But I I just love the fact that he – he waited till two days after people could cancel their rooms <laughs> the
0: hotel <laughs> Carl now has a job working for that hotel, you know? Like, and he's- he, was, he's, he gets a cut of everything. and he just needed he needed that money. But you know what I respect about Carl is that, We've not seen like Carl for all intents and purposes. It's where in the world is Carmen San Diego with Carl? Like with Tom, he was out there on the road. At least Carl didn't like start a shitty band and start going around touring like campuses or something. Like we have not. Have you seen Carl since this all dropped?
1: No, like not since that picture of him at LaGuardia. That's like the only thing. Like I don't think people like I I used no, I've seen him at uh, Chelsea Piers playing volleyball once. Maybe I should like go over there today <sighs> and see. <laughs>
0: wait 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 <laughs> wait so you're at chelsea piers wait are you there just to watch men play volleyball like why are you at chelsea piers to begin with And like the
1: first nice day of like the season and my friends and i got in brunch and i was wasted and we were just like walking around like the piers like on the river or whatever and i was like oh my god like that guy looks so familiar
0: was he wearing white pants playing volleyball
1: He was wearing really tight shorts. I do remember (laughs) how he stuck out first. And I was like, oh my God, that's Carl. And he was like tying his shoe on the bench. I was like.
0: Did you cheer? Did you watch his volleyball set?
1: I didn't because, you know, just like sports. Like I would, I was wasted. I've probably been like, whoa. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love your sobriety, Carl. Look
1: Um, look how Oh, he can serve. Look at that.
0: Look at
1: that. That's <laughs>
0: <underserved>. <laughs> I bet he's like in some like tiny, like underdeveloped country, like building wells or like something like trying to give back somewhere. Like, I'm so curious what he is actually doing, but I kind of respect that he disappeared.
1: Right. Like, unlike Tom, who just made his presence like even louder and more frustrating. Yeah. Being, like he, I think that Like Tom Sandoval, like he, no, like bad press is good press. Like he does not care how he is as long as he is like being talked about That he's like on TMZ. Like I think Carl's probably like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like I'm getting shit on. I...
0: Yeah, he's probably genuinely confused about his own, I mean, I'm speculating, but it seems like maybe he is completely tortured by this in a different way than Tom Sandoval was where he could not accept that people didn't like him anymore.
1: Right. And I think Carl is like a little more realistic. Uh, Again, I'm making this up, like who knows, but he's (laughs) like, you know what? Like I just... Dumped like my fiance, and people are outraged. Like, I should maybe just not go out for like a month or so.
0: It's my, he's probably with Let like Captain died. Lee. No. He's like on a boat with Captain Lee somewhere.
1: I bet you he is with Captain Lee. I, Captain I know, Lee, I, if I, you I are
0: didn't... hiding a fugitive, you are hiding a fugitive right now, Captain Lee. Well, um,
1: it is, it is shorts and torches and like, like,
0: (laughs) give us the fugitive. His name is Carl Radke. He's wearing tight white pants and we see his three balls. Um, (laughs) Okay. So you have a huge Bravo account. Did you reach out to Lindsay in any way? Have you gotten any inside scoop with Bravo lebs? Uh, Because the DMs is where it's where it goes off for some of these accounts. Have you had any interaction?
1: Uh, The last interaction I had with Lindsay was when I posted on a story saying that her and Carl seemed like the kind of couple that would like run a race on Thanksgiving together, and she DM'd me back and was like, "You say that like it's a bad thing." I was like, (gasps) "It is."
0: Yeah, do like normal couples do and watch the first couple seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's what real couples do. Uh, She's
1: like, you say that like it's a bad thing. I was like, well, to each their own. But um, I messaged Paige and she like read it but didn't answer. I think like a lot of them, maybe to me at least, because I maybe they're like, she's going to tell the whole fucking world. But um, I haven't gotten like really any kind of inside scoop lately. Have you? you
0: Yeah, no, but you're, I think you're like me where I don't like go fishing for information. Like if somebody like Dan, Danielle DM to me this week, just, or last week, just to uh, say, Hey, what are you doing in New York? And then we talked about coming on the show and Winterhouse was going to come on, but I didn't ask her like, what's going on with Lindsay? I, I just don't I'm not that account. Like, I want to make my stupid jokes and I want to talk about it on the podcast. But in terms of that, like, I'm not good at, like, getting people to give me tea because I feel like then it would make me owe them something in some way.
1: Right. And, like, I usually don't seek it out either. Like, when I was at Republic, um, I was told by, like, one of the bartenders that, like, Catherine wasn't coming back and she got fired, like, before it was announced. And I was like, hell, I'm fucking posting this. You just told me, like, I didn't ask Jeez, you. Jeez, Leva,
0: control your employees at Republic.
1: You know, I'm like, I asked for a vodka soda, and you told me Catherine is doing yeah.
0: <laughs> just They're just telling everybody, regardless if they watch this, you know Catherine's not coming back. Who's Catherine? I know, it's
1: like a fucking, like, 80-year-old man asking for, like, a <laughs> I,
0: I, I want a water to take my pills. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, like, so I, wait, I, <laughs> You went to, you went to the, you went to the Mecca. You went to Charleston.
1: I did in January and level like hooked. It was my friend's 30th birthday and like hooked us up with like a table and like bottle service, like all this stuff. And I got so blackout and I was talking to TJ at the bar. Yeah. And this guy came up to me and was like, Hey, like, where are you from? Like, and I, I, he was like, yeah, I was just here last night. I actually got kicked out. Like I, I caused like a whole scene and I was like, "DJ, you guys kicked him out last night. I was like, he's back. <laughs> he like, Why you that? like, why'd you just snitch on me? I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Did you see it? Did you go to the pillow store? Did you go the pillow Maven Craig?
1: I, like walked by it. I mean like a lot of my, I have like a few friends who like Bravo, but like a, bunch of my really close ones like don't so it was her birthday I, w- I could have hijacked it and I'm like all right guys here's our itinerary pillow store Patricia's house like <laughs> yeah but
0: if I was Craig I would I-, I would sell those pillows because isn't is isn't the pillow store really close to Republic
1: yeah it's like on that same street
0: dude he should have somebody at like two in the morning selling pillows outside of Republic because you know how oh, many drunk people yes. that like would buy pillows at that time of night
1: I would have maxed out my credit card on pills. Yeah. I was like, so drunk. I would have bought like literally an envelope from like his store. <laughs> like, <I> would- <laughs> on anything
0: (laughs) that's why I never understand with sir sir like when you're there they sell like a baseball hat that's like 70 dollars. they sell a candle that's 70 dollars. but like I want it like full on planet Hollywood like I would sell action figures I would sell like I would sell vinyl like I feel like there should be a whole gift shop just for sir and don't make it classy like make it trashy make it like I want like goofy shit I can buy because it's not like sir is like spago you know
1: Right. No, I think they should have a gift shop. I would go nuts in there and it, but it has to be like trash. Like it has to be like Jack's knit sweaters. Like,
0: yeah, yes, I want I want, little pi- I want, I want, I <laughs> want pencils. I want little pencil cases. I want shit you like you buy for like elementary school. I want a trapper oh, keeper yes. that has like but Vanderpump that rules.
1: You press, and it just says like, raw inhale, like over yeah. and over again. <laughs> so-
0: I want those like like specialty magazines that are just dedicated to each employee. Like like People magazine presents Sheena and it's like Sheena's like best over the 10 seasons. I feel like they do not monopolize the way they should.
1: That's a good idea. But I would buy all of that.
0: I know. It's not that's what I'm saying. It's not like if it was, like, a way classier place, it would be different, but it's not. Don't pretend it is. I right. would send, like, like do a Lego set of the Sur Alleyway. If you could build a Sur Alleyway with Legos, that would be amazing.
1: I don't even like Legos, and I want that now. Like, exactly. I just- they
0: do the Friends set. They have the Friends set. They have the Seinfeld set. To the Sur Alleyway with, like, a Lego set. Um, <laughs> are you excited? Probably. Will you be watching tonight? It is the premiere of the Fox show Special Forces season 2 and Tom Sandoval is on this cast. It's Tom Sandoval, Jojo Siwa, Nick Vialli, uh Tyler Cameron. Uh it's a who's who. there. uh Tara Reid, uh one of the Chrisleys, I
1: like New York like Tiffany Pollard, like yeah. I love New York.
0: Will I you be watching have- this?
1: Um I probably will. I'm like curious. I cuz I know like Nick I feel like talked so much shit about Tom on his podcast for like months. And then he kisses his ass. I yeah, like I want to watch all that and like I want New York like to just go fucking in on Tom one day. Like I want him to like look at her wrong and she's like well, ah, like flavor you of love at? New York. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, he supposedly comes in and says that he wants to be punished. He's like, I deserve to be punished. And we have like a shot of him with like a bloody nose. So I have a feeling it'll be interesting to see because I have a perception that he comes in with an agenda of trying to get sympathy and really work through this trauma. So I'm curious how natural this will come off on screen. And then Tyler Cameron said, or no, Jojo Siwa or Tyler Cameron told a story where their bathrooms at night were way far away from their bunks, and that Tom Sandoval peed in the corner of their bedroom so he didn't have to walk to the bunks.
1: Are you kidding me? Ew. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, he I wonder if he found a way to blame that on Ariana at all. He
1: probably did. He was probably like, That would have never happened if yeah. Ariana didn't <laughs> like put the hallway light so far away like, I couldn't <laughs> walk to <through> the bathroom.
0: <laughs> um Let's get to Southern charm because I thought, uh, we're two episodes in on the season. What are you thinking so far of this season?
1: Oh my God. I am really into it. I feel like yeah. a lot of shows will have like a couple of seasons where they're just not at their best and then they'll come back. Like, I feel like we're in our comeback era of Southern charm.
0: I love these first two episodes. The thing that I think everybody has to release, like this is the, this is a guy's show. In fact, like these guys rule the roost in Southern charm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They're the only like OGs that are the only like ones who and have I been th- around forever.
0: I think Craig is a great example of somebody that you will feel one way about one season and then another the, the net. Like, because I. Love Craig. I made a meme saying he's my favorite housewife because he brings it all. Like Craig understands television. He understands calling his friends out. He does it like he's getting better at it. He still throws his little tantrums. He seems like he has some sort of bro code that he's developed for himself. He throws (laughs) his buddy Austin under the bus, rightfully so. He he talks to like this guy is ruling that roost. And I really love Craig on the show.
1: Uh, when I love him right now. And like, I've had time, like, there were a few moments last season where I was like, he's like really annoying me. And yeah. like, when they were at that restaurant and he was like, with like yelling at Naomi and all that shit. But I just loved him talking at the bar to Chef and Austin, being like, Chef, like, Austin's like clearly like having her over. And Austin's like, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I just had zero fucks about like.
0: <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Well, I mean, where do you stand on that? Because what what the story is, you guys, is that obviously we saw this friendship with Austin and Shep's ex, Taylor, and, you know, something how they partied and then supposedly stayed in Austin's guest room, which is very reminiscent of when Rachel would stay in Tom's quote unquote guest room, which actually meant his penis area. And, you know, so he's like, no, you know, it's like, no, Taylor, like we're buddies when in the guest room. And that's like the accepted story. But this guy, the new guy, JT, he, you know, he's like a tiny guy that also likes Taylor. I'm loving JT already because he seems like oh a potential mess. And he he's like a short kind of angry guy in a like in a fun way. But he's a nice little I, I really like this guy so far. And then I, I mean, come on, Austin and Taylor definitely hooked up.
1: Oh, 100%. Austin's face, each time they talked about it, was like, like oh. he was waiting for them to be like, well, I actually heard from Taylor, like something. He looked so guilty and so uncomfortable the entire time they're talking about it. I'm like, does anyone else like not notice his facial expressions right now? Like, and then Craig's looked like- looked sick to his left. stomach. Craig's like, he looked down and left, like-
0: yeah. <laughs> Craig goes, I've watched enough datelines to know that the killer already always looks down into the left. And I'm like, are you saying he killed Taylor? Like, I mean, it's what? And, <laughs> and it is funny that they're all saying this in the same space, yet everybody like either doesn't hear or hear. It's it's so oh interesting. God. But Craig calls this guy out completely. And if you watch the first scene when JT, Craig and Austin are golfing, it gets brought up that Taylor went overseas to party with JT for like the world cup and Taylor hooked up with one of JT's friends. And then JT was like, well, what about you, Austin? You know, is he weird that you're so close with Taylor? And if you watch Austin, he's like, his hand is on top of the golf cart and his fingers won't stop like moving. He's like (laughs) nervous ticking, like crazy. And I'm like, this dude is not even, he's not, he's not, he's not even good at hiding it.
1: No, he's not he wore it like all over his facial expressions and body language. I'm just waiting for him to be like, "I was bringing her water at fort like <laughs> <laughs> she she was- sick. I
0: was tucking her in. That's how I do it at my place like you, oh my
1: god, guys, like you're just you don't understand." <laughs>
0: Okay, so I was listening to my friends comments by celebs. I was listening to them talk about Southern Charm and I got really angry because they say that they think Austin and Taylor are going to wind up together and that they're kind of like goals. And I'm like that they that they are that they, they are they are destined for each other. And they said in this kind of good way. And I completely disagree. Where do you stand on this relationship or potential relationship?
1: So last season when she was still with Shep, I remember like thinking and even like posting about like, there seems to be some like, I feel like sure. they should yeah. be together, but like that's Shep's ex. I don't think they're like written in the stars or anything like that. Like, I don't think Austin should be with anybody ever, but I mean, <laughs> like
0: Madison, Madison, like, I,
1: Madison, you're, wait, wait, wait. you're psycho. like, I just what? don't think like I think they would end up together. They would lose all their friends, lose everything, think it's worth it, and then break up like a week later,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing is that even like we saw that chemistry, like no doubt they have chemistry. No doubt Austin is like, Yeah, she's cute. She's like, but Austin could feel those things because she was in a relationship with Shep. He didn't have to like step up to the plate. So even if they do like are cute together, Austin is not in a place. If you watch the show and look at his dating history, he's not, I give him three more years before he's really willing to make any sort of real commitment. Like he doesn't even know what that means or entails. And yes, he wants to sleep with her and hook up with her and he has good feelings for her. But if they got into a relationship I think he would ruin that pretty much just by cheating in the first year alone, because when you're on a show like this and you have girls throwing themselves at you, he's not going to make the right decision. He's not at a place or an age like Craig Conover, where Craig is begging Paige to settle down. Like, please, I want, I do not want to be with anybody else. Austin is just not there yet. And on top of that, there is already weird things because this is Shep's ex. Right.
1: Right. And it's crazy because I feel like Austin in the early seasons, like with Bravo was like playing like the marathons a couple weeks ago. And he was always like, I would never be like Shep. Like I'm 33. Like I'm ready to like meet the love of my life. Like you are turning into Shep. You are becoming him. Yes. Like you're celebrated for it. Right. Like you're just, he's like a dumber version of Shep. I feel like now.
0: I just don't think when you get into the ecosystem of these shows, it makes you... I mean, the only person that I find it interesting is like Craig is the only one that it seems like it's made him realize he wants to settle down more. But the funny thing with Craig is it just doesn't seem like Paige is actually on that same page with Craig, even though I (laughs) think they'll I think they'll get I think they will get married. But it is just Craig is so much more for this relationship if you go just by the television show.
1: Right. I just don't think she wants to move. I think that's like a major part of it. Is that like she doesn't want to leave New York? but i was like dying though when austin's friend rodrigo was like oh yeah like i've known austin since like high school when he was normal now he's a douche <laughs> like like a an- <laughs> camera like mike <laughs> <woman. laughs>
0: well rodrigo is the another new character and he's their gay friend and i liked rodrigo too i liked i, I rodrigo's the gay guy right
1: yeah, I like him and it was so funny because he came like later in the day and I feel like his face the entire time was like, I just want to fucking go home. Like I hated here. Like <laughs> yeah. they were all really like wasted. They're all talking about like fucking their exes literally the entire day. They talked about that and he's like, oh yeah. my God, I want to come like get a drink and now I'm like stuck with them. <laughs> I mean, like, imagine being
0: a gay dude having to hear straight people talk about boobs and butts in a girl way. Like, I mean, it's just got to be the worst possible thing that you could sit around.
1: And Austin, like, randomly asked JD's, like, when's the last time you had sex? And he's like, <laughs> hey, it's six days. Like, what about you? Like, and Like, how badly did Austin just want everyone to know it's been like six days since he last. <laughs>
0: I like these southern charm guys get around. They're like, "Smell my finger, check that out, bro. That's a week old. Yeah, you know that, brother. Like, it is so funny. But that's how guys.
1: Taylor, right?
0: Is that Chanel number five?
1: Like, (laughs) wait, is Taylor here? Like, I smell something.
0: I know, I know that Victoria's Secret smell. I know that is that that's a Claire's boutique. Um. Uh, The other funny thing is I I like Shep trying to be honest with Craig on the balcony or the the rooftop and going like, I don't know, man, like, you know, there's love and there's lust and like, they're both serious things. And I I love that Shep basically is just, yeah, dude, it's fun to touch new bodies and new, like, I mean, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, of course, Shep, you have to eventually make a decision that you want to be with one person. And I love him trying to walk us through how he cannot remain faithful to somebody.
1: Right. And like, I have to say, I really think Shep like handled all of that really well in this new episode. Like he could have lost his shit and been what? like, oh, my weather, that. like, but part he of knows thing- he's on
0: TV though, Jen.
1: Right. I think part of me also, like, I don't think he really gave a shit about Taylor anymore until he found out that Austin might have been hooking up with her. Like, I think he's fully, like, over it and moved. Yes. But but now he's hearing this and he's like, wait, am I over it? Like, yes, but I'm going to choose not to be anymore.
0: (laughs) He's the one that chose. I mean, he did cheat on her multiple times. And I will say I saw a lot of stuff online, you know, complaining about Taylor, which we always find a way to bring it back to it's the girl's fault. So there was a lot of Taylor slander about, you know, oh, well, Shep didn't make her quit her job. You know, she chose to quit her job as an orthodontist assistant and she's now selling alcohol or whatever. A lot of that stuff. But you have to understand, Taylor was kind of sold a. A bill of goods. And really, I mean, yeah, it's Taylor's fault that she thought she was the one that could finally change Shep when all of us, the TV viewing audience said, there's no way that's going to happen. So we should, we should dislike Taylor because she actually bought into what Shep was telling her. Shep did encourage her to quit her job and travel around the world with him. Those things are really attractive. I, I would imagine to a female, but also to a male, like those things when you're young, you don't know the difference.
1: Right. And, like, I get that, too. I just think – I think she puts a lot of the blame on everyone else around her. Like, it was Craig's fault that, like, (laughs) something happened. Like, and he's like, Taylor, like, what the fuck? And then, like, I get that the whole thing. Like, if someone said to me, like, let's go travel the world, but you have to quit your job, I probably wouldn't do that. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to get fired first. I know. I'm like, hold on. Let me, like, ruin my life and get fired, (laughs) and then that'll be easy. (laughs) easier. But like, and like, I get like Shep, but I also think he was never like, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to have kids with you. Like, he was always dragging his feet. And I'm like, I don't know why you would ever believe someone like that. I also think part of her was like, you know what? Like, I don't really need to be an orthodontist assistant anymore. I'm on this show. I'm making like a decent amount of money. She still needs a roommate apparently, but like, she's getting some money, but
0: and what do we feel I about know. Olivia?
1: I, I think she, I don't like her. I think she's very annoying. I don't know why. Yeah, they're trying to set her up with this new
0: I'm guy that's a, like, this new guy. Like, they went on a date this episode. And then we have Madison who throws away a, a like, a, a perfectly new vibrator this episode. And I'm like, why? Are, I don't understand who you're doing this for. Like, at least donate that.
1: I know. She doesn't have done a date. You're like, you're alone a lot. Like, what What are you doing? Why are you throwing well, that out?
0: <laughs> don't shame sex toys. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, save that. Like, pass that down <laughs> for your kids <laughs> or something.
1: I know. Give it to Hudson. I'm sure he could be imaginative oh, God, and, like, probably like, play <laughs> with his action figures. It could be, like, a statue that they, like, fight on. <laughs> Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, as a kid, just playing with your parents' sex toys, not realizing they're sex toys, they're like, I've got the new transformer, this is amazing. Um, And and I'm
1: like, He's alone a lot, he's in California. I'm like, You probably need that. She probably just has a lot, and was like, I don't need one more. Like,
0: (laughs) her husband's Mormon, Madison's husband. Like, and I'm curious. (laughs) I'm curious how religion plays a role in, like, like does, is Madison converting to Mormonism? Will she show up on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City at any point?
1: Do you imagine? <laughs>
0: uh, she, she's, like, kissing it. right next to Heather Gay.
1: Oh, my God. That was so disgusting. Um, yeah, I don't know how it works out. Like, I guess I, I mean, she hasn't talked about converting at all.
0: No, I just, like, that's I mean, a very intense religion. So I'm curious... <laughs> If he still practices and all of that, I mean, it's just wild. Um, moving on with a little uh, from Southern Charm, I, I did want to talk about, you posted a video. I think her name's, who's Anna Roisman, maybe? Who, who did the Bethany Frankel imitation? I call her Bethany Frankel. Oh, my God. It's so good. I
1: forget who did it. Someone said it with the bagel (laughs) yeah she's like i'm sick
0: i'm sick i'm putting a pickle on this bagel like bethany Frankel, listen reality reckoning is one thing i'm more offended by her eating uh like with her mouth open on camera so close but it's like also you're like you like bagels like oh wow you've really discovered bagels and putting things on bagels and she's always like have you ever tried this i'm sick cancel me cancel me i dare you we're
1: Oh, I'm a scooper. Cancel me. Yeah, I'm
0: just. <laughs> Where are you at with like, Bethany Frankel?
1: I can't stand her anymore, which is so crazy because I loved her when she was on like her last housewife years. Like I loved when she would go like head to head with Ramona all the time, and yeah. like she, I really enjoyed her on the show. And then like now when I go on TikTok and I see her, I'm like, oh my god, like. Yeah. And like ruin my day, why don't you? Like the sound of her voice now to me is like nails on a chalkboard.
0: But in terms of pop culture and celebrity and things of this nature, I feel it's a little bit like we were talking about Tom Sandoval, is she's always like, ah, you know, she's always trying to explain how this is all working of like, you're paying more attention to me, you're interacting more. So I win. And I guess at the end of the day, sure, in terms of views, but I still am confused of don't you Not, I mean, just don't you want to be liked? Isn't it much nicer to be liked for something than to be just absolutely loathed?
1: I know. And I feel like she's just like digging herself in deeper grave because anything anyone says to her, she makes like a video to like have a reply about like when people were like talking about her interview with Rachel and she was like, Am I supposed to cuddle, oh my gosh? Am I supposed to snuggle <laughs> with all of that? Like she seems unhinged, honestly.
0: <sighs> What's the thing I always say? It's like it makes it makes it's it makes being rich seem not fun. She makes seeming like, it's like, wow, you're, you're rich and you still want to like get in, you still want to be nasty in the comments with people. Like, wouldn't you want to just go buy better like outfits and go to a nice restaurant and play with your child and like try to get new projects off the ground instead of like arguing with people in TikTok comments.
1: Like you're, you're in your quality now is like arguing online
0: you're in your late 50s. I mean my god, I'm not I'm not trying to age shame, but at a certain point you would think TikTok would not be the overall in game for you. But right. I will say they made an announcement NBC Universal. Now they didn't say this was because of Bethany, but they said they they have some new policies in place and they are going to this is going to be interesting how they 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 enforce this, but they are going to start having more rules around drinking. And I, and I'm like, Bethany, if you ruined these people getting shit canned, wasted on I these shows,
1: forgive her.
0: I will. I want people to be safe. Like, listen, Shannon Bador wasn't filming when she ran her car into a fucking house. That was Shannon Bedore. Like that wasn't the production. Production wouldn't have let Shannon drive. I can tell you that much, but I will say right. like, it's not going to sh- stop these people from drinking in their real lives. But like, what does that mean? Because the bachelor instituted those rules years ago. And I think they can only have like one or two drinks. Now, throughout the evening and, you know, for safety concerns, I'm just curious what this means. I do think better mental health care for these people are amazing, better working conditions. Sure. But I'm curious how this will affect the overall shows. In fact, that's the rumor is that this weekend there was a party in Jersey or or, like on Friday or Thursday that Jennifer like Danielle Cabral got into a physical altercation with Jennifer Aiden at one of Teresa Giudici's events and like blood was drawn and now they're supposedly both put on hold. Did you hear this?
1: I heard like they, I like she threw a glass or something like that. Yeah. And like blood happened? And yeah, now they're both like not filming until this is like figured out. But I feel like with the New Jersey lady, like there might have been no alcohol involved in that. They're just like, (laughs)
0: Dude, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I, I'm in New York right now. I I wouldn't go to Jersey. Like Jersey, sca- like, Jersey it must go down there because it's f- – and the Jersey fandom is scary. Like I like – I've watched every episode of Jersey and when I start re- reading Jersey comments on Twitter, I get scared like at a horror film. Like everybody is just yeah,
1: – everybody it's hates intense. each other. Oh, it's wild. And like I feel like what are the – but how are they going to – like, police that. Oh, like, only plastic cups for Jersey now. Like, they're not allowed to <laughs> <ask Mary.
0: laughs> And they time out, everybody. Time out. And they switch everybody's cups to plastic everybody's when it gets <laughs> <laughs>
1: intense. Like, I feel I, like there's only so much you can do in these situations to, like, police it and make it, like, a safe environment. Like, like you can't – you don't know if someone's going to hit somebody until, like, they do it. Like <sighs> –
0: By the way, by the way, how Bethany wants it. Bethany wants it so Aviva never threw her fake leg. In Bethany's world, she'd (laughs) be like, "I don't want. I want that leg to stay on you, Aviva. Like, I. I mean, we've got to let for weirdness happen. Like in Bethany's world, she doesn't want Ramona to shit everywhere. Like that's ridiculous. We need these things.
1: We need it. It, Like the the world goes round because of these things. Like we cannot disrupt
0: I that <laughs> I just feel with Bethany she kind of wanted like it never it just didn't feel genuine in the sense that she truly wants what's best for these people I just feel like she wants to burn things down
1: I do too like she is not on Bravo anymore like she has had failed shows with like NBC whatever and she's like you know what like if I can't have a show none of you can have a show and like yeah. just comes in no bagels <laughs> for you that rumor that she- Like she was like pitching something to them, wasn't she? Like she was pitching something to them
0: and they didn't, I think they didn't take the, uh, the pitch. They, they, they passed on it. And I mean, I watched her show on HBO max that was like the apprentice ripoff. And I thought that like, was it what called the big shot with Bethany? And I thought it was horrible. I was like, I thought that was going to be like such a good show. And then it turned out, I was like, Oh, interesting. Like, Bethany might only be good in terms of when she's on the Housewives show, and now she's burned that bridge entirely.
1: Oh, yeah. I, like, I mean, they'll never in a million years take her back. Like, I heard Lisa Rinna is, like, like, her, like, invite to come back has been revoked because she's, like, the crusader with, like, Bethany now.
0: It's always funny the crusaders are the ones that didn't, like... You weren't invited to BravoCon, Lisa. Nobody wants you there anyways. Like, why are you boycotting something you weren't invited to? It's always like the right. extreme troublemakers. And so I find it interesting what's going to happen to this because you'll see, you know, Bethany threatened that 80 Bravo celebrities. 80 people were interested in this reality reckoning. But those names were never actually put out there. In fact, she tagged Paige DeSorbo in one of them and Paige untagged herself. And it's like, okay, you're going to have Hannah Berner on there? Of course Hannah's going to feel slighted by Bravo. She wasn't asked I, back.
1: No, I bet it's like the Real Housewives of Dallas, the Real Housewives of <laughs> <laughs> Like Those are like her people. It's not going to yeah. be... It's
0: it's going to be like Brooks. Brooks from OC. <laughs> Brooks and Steve. <laughs> it's, yeah, just all Vicky's exes are oh, in yeah, Bethany's it's reality like reckoning.
1: Like-
0: it's, it's, it's Stassi's ex, Patrick.
1: It's just like all <laughs> miami girl like all those people
0: oh <laughs> um, yeah I, it's totally. completely it's completely ridiculous i'm curious where it'll all go all right, okay so last time i talked to you i don't think you were going to bravo con have you changed your mind
1: oh, i can't i have a work trip
0: what is wrong with you what is this wait be like be like taylor and shep we like quit your job go to bravo con
1: Could you imagine? I know. When is it again? It's November.
0: It's in the beginning of November, and I wanted to read you a little bit of the schedule just to just to tease you with what you're potentially missing. Um, Is Friday? We have Ask Andy. We have a Bravo to Bravo, booze and buddies. We have a Magic Men of Jersey panel. Housewife to Housewife comeback queens. Vanderpump Rules panel. Which, by the way, I found out the Vanderpump Rules panel is hosted by Caramo. Like, start. I I mean, like. I, I don't, I like Karamo, but I'm like, what does Karamo have to do with Vanderpump? Like, why? I, Literally nothing. It's like Brad Goreski doing Beverly Hills last year. I, like, I like Brad Goreski a lot, but I don't think he's the person to handle those those panels. Right. Um, like, I
1: hope at least, like, Karamo watches it on, like, Bethany, like, when she did her interview with Rachel. And was like, I've never seen this show, but, like, tell me. like. How-
0: that's the other but thing he- Ugh, that's don't get me why if you have an interview like Rachel where everybody's like wanting to hear from her do your research like she only that's had true. her own agenda and I still feel like I'm missing a good 60% of Rachel's story involving the Sandoval stuff yeah me too um, on Sunday we start the day off uh, at Bravo Con with Pat the puss choreography with Erica Jane uh, a segment panel She's going to teach (laughs) us choreography. That's not a joke. Well. Would you go to a dance class that Erica Jane teaches?
1: Um, like for free, like if I have a ticket already and it's not an extra cost, like I (laughs) I'm actually looking, I think my work trip starts like right after it. You could go. I'm
0: telling you that you, it would be huge. They have they have booze there in Vegas. It, it would be a it, you you definitely need to go. Um but would you go see Erica Jane's show? Right now tickets are going for around $15. Is that too is that too oh, much or is that up. the right price? They went wow. right. yeah, they they they're a hot ticket all of a sudden, yeah.
1: Um I feel like for $15, like why not? Like if it was like 30, I that's splurging. But like 15, I could I would watch that like whole thing and just like see what it's about for $15. No more though.
0: I would ask At- a friend to borrow $15 and then not pay them back just so I could like say that I did not pay for that show.
1: I know. That's like how I felt about Tom Zandable's show. I was like, I'm not going to the- I'm not giving him my money. But if someone invites me or like. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wonder, I wonder if Tom is going to find a way to do a live show during BravoCon with his
1: band. Oh, my God. I feel like he has to do something at BravoCon. Like, people are going to go because they're so curious. Like, I think I, like, posted this, like, during Scandal, but I was like, they should have a booth where you just get to go, like, scream at him.
0: It's like (laughs) a dunk tank. Like a dunk tank.
1: Yeah. You you just yell at him and, like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, $5 for, like, 20 seconds. Like, $20 (laughs) for, like. (laughs)
0: I wonder if he's going to like walk around with security because you never know how Bravo fans are going to be. And I don't mean physical, but I mean, just in terms of like, are people going like, I I think people are still genuinely going to be excited to see him and take pictures with him. But you're going to have those other fans that are shit canned, wasted yelling out like pins and batteries.
1: I know know, because well, Ariana will be there, too. So I feel like people are going to be. Like rallying for her, obviously, and then like seeing him might bring out like the anger again. And people, like, I feel like if I was really drunk and I saw him, <laughs> I would be like, well, with a mustache, like screaming, <laughs> the, like room. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Ariana, she premieres on Dancing with the Stars this Tuesday is going to be her first night. She's also uh, Jamie Lynn Spears is on there. Mauricio Umansky, Kyle's uh, husband or or soon to potentially be ex-husband. Are you going to watch Dancing with the Stars?
1: So. I'll probably, like, watch them on TikTok, like, their dances. I'm not, like, a big fan <laughs> of the Stars fam, but I I remember Ariana, like, being the backup dancer for Sheena for *Good as yes. Gold season one. So I'm like, all right, I'm curious. And then, of course, Tom Sandoval was like, I'm going to vote for her. She's going to do so well. Like <laughs> –
0: so supportive. He couldn't be supportive in the relationship, but now he's like a super good boyfriend outside of the relationship.
1: Yeah, he's a huge Ariana stand now.
0: <laughs> what do you? I'm. I want to watch this to see which Vanderpumpers and Beverly Hills Real Housewives will be in the audience.
1: I bet you Sheena like brings Tom. She's like, look, God, like let's all make up here. Like let's.
0: <laughs> it would be great if there was a dance off. Like, remember there was like this um, like Us Weekly article that's like burned into my brain from like 16 years ago when Justin Timberlake and Britney were at the same club in Los Angeles after they broke up. Broke up, and there was a dance off yes. on the floor.
1: Yes. That would be epic. Like if like Morgan Sandoval Gabe, came out
0: and like Mauricio. he started pop- like he started popping and locking.
1: Oh, like okay, like Sandoval like, dance he does where he like slides all over the floor.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think Mauricio is gonna dance to?
1: I hope he does like some really shady songs that are. I hope like, he does
0: "Come to My Window" by Melissa Etheridge.
1: Oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> Come to my window. To arrange that, but um, like a live version where Melissa Etheridge comes. <laughs> But I would love him to pick like some shady song. Like do like Carrie Underwood before he cheats. Like do something. (laughs) Or like a Morgan Wade song. Like like, out Morgan Wade and then it like makes like a like a sound, like a scratchy sound and turns into like a good country song. Like And he
0: whips off his shirt. Like (laughs) (laughs) Zoe's.
1: Like I would love for him to be like petty like that, but
0: (laughs) I would, I would love it, but it's weird. Like with the Kyle Morgan Wade, like rumors, what I don't like, like, I believe that there is something there, but I also like, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I just don't, it just doesn't, I don't, I don't know how much I care at the end of the day.
1: I know. Like it's like like
0: they've been married so long, like marriage is, you know, 27, 20 or however many years. That's a long, that's a long run. And like, I guess this in this day and age, I just don't find things as shocking as I used to.
1: Right. It's like, I know, like I was initially shocked, but now that I feel like they're just kind of taking us along on this like ride where they're like not going to say like where they stand right now. But she's been in Paris with Morgan Wade for like two months. Feel like every time there's news about her, she's still in Paris with Morgan Wade.
0: It's like, and, like they could literally be in bed together and Kyle would still put out a statement of like, We're friends. I'm so tired of all of the rumors.
1: I know. Like as like Morgan's like going down on her. And, <laughs> like, but I I always thought that if Kyle and Mauricio broke up, it would be because like Mauricio cheated. Or it was like done with her. Like, I always thought she was so obsessed with him. Like, he, guys, over- but at
0: the end of the day too, I bet he did step outside of that marriage. Like there's always been like, I bet of course he did. I just feel like, I don't know. It's one of those also things that we always sympathize or empathize with men more than we do women. So it's like interesting to, you know, we, we paint Kyle as not only a potential bisexual now, like, oh my God, but she's also a cheater.
1: Oh my God. And I was thinking, so I saw Bronwyn's husband at my work event last month. Sean? Yep. Apparently he works in my industry and I was freaking out. (laughs) I went up to him and I was like- "What's
0: your Is your industry NFTs? What is it?
1: Yeah. It's like MSPs, like tech stuff, like nothing that you think you're going to see him at. And he was with Jacob, the son with like the really big curly hair. Yeah. And I was talking to them, and he told me Bronwyn is trying to pitch a show about lesbians who come out late in life. And I was like, wow, maybe, like, Kyle could, like, also be part of this.
0: She anchors the ca- – guy. by the way, Bethany, that's your new play. Get in there, Late in Life Lesbian yeah. Bethany. I know. Like, come on. Just, like, kiss someone. Kiss a girl. Like, you know. How many necklaces was Bronwyn's ex wearing when you saw him?
1: Oh, my God. I was so upset. He was wearing zero. And it's funny because he did tell me that he now lives in Nashville as well. The whole family moved. And him and Bronwyn are doing that whole thing where they both live in the same house, but at different times. So, like, if it's her week with the kids, her and her wife live there. And he's like, yeah, like we're not supposed to see each other at all. So like it doesn't sound like things are good between them. He was like, I accidentally like passed her in the hall last week. Like it was not good. And he's telling me this and their poor son is standing right. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh my God, dad. Like every – you tell like the stop and shop cashier about this. You tell like the – Wait, guard and I was calling, like, this girl at like our work event
0: i do <laughs> want to point out the fact that you went to republic somebody told you Catherine was not on the show you go like people just tell you shit just randomly
1: and i yeah never when i want it like what i'm just look i'm trying to work here and you're you're bombarding me with bronwyn news
0: <laughs> i it's it's truly uh, incredible um so that, I I mean, Bronwyn and them in the same house, this is one thing, like, just because you're off a housewife show, you never stop being a housewife. Your, your life is still the same amount of drama. It's just that it's not being filmed.
1: Right. Yeah. He, he, the way his tone was like, talking about her, like things are not good
0: yeah that's why they're not together anymore.
1: They- your son I know <laughs>
0: what do you, he goes He goes hey do you, do you hear she's a lesbian? Yeah, yeah, it's been going on for years now. yeah what do you what do you think about Orange County this week?
1: Um, I have been really enjoying the season. I was dying though like Shannon makes me laugh like just trying to get to her seat in that like net thing like everything she does, is so dramatic. Like she's crawling on the floor. I, I, I can't do it. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Don't touch me. Don't guy, touch me. The guy who works there comes within ten feet of her. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, and this is not. Like, I can't deal with drama. I can't do this. I'm like, oh, since when, Vicky? Like, <laughs>
0: and Vicky, I listen. I. It's like it makes you feel bad for people like Heather DeBro and Jen Pedranti because. Even if like, like obviously Jen, this Ryan guy isn't a good guy, but I feel bad because Tamara just is so ridiculous claiming to be anybody's friend on this show when, when at the end of the day, the show is her best friend. It's none of these ladies. The show is. But then, like, you you force me to actually empathize and sympathize with Heather DeBro. Like, all I mean, of these women, including Emily and Gina, now all of a sudden Heather's the bad guy. Heather's, like, tacky in a way. And, like, yes, she does flaunt her wealth and all that fancy stuff. But I don't get why this is all now fingers pointed at Heather DeBro takedown season when I don't think it's earned.
1: I don't think it's earned either, and I'm not a Heather fan, but I actually felt really bad for her. Like, they're talking about, like, who cares if she talked shit about you at BravoCon? You all talk shit about, like... And, then and all the ch- information
0: is wrong anyways. Like, they got who was talking shit wrong. Like, oh, yeah. It's all bad information, and it all comes, it all stems from Tamara, yet nobody can, like, keep that thought in their head for more than two seconds.
1: And then I think this is like the first time in Bravo history that there has been a fight because someone followed someone on Instagram, not unfollowed. But <laughs> How dare you follow me and like my content? Like you, I'm
0: looking like, at your follows and it's disgusting.
1: I I want to puke every time I look at my follow list and see your dumb fucking name there. Like it's like I, such I just, a stupid fight.
0: I just feel like we're getting to a point. It's like, what do you want? Like, do you want to like tie Heather up and torture her like where where how do we end this how do we move on from this and I just I said this last week I just think Tamara has this weird gift or these ladies are extremely stupid it could be a mixture of both the fact that they don't realize this is all coming from Tamra that Tamra can't be trusted yet everybody trusts Tamara. Tamara lies all the time and she gets caught, yet nobody actually keeps that in her... Like, I genuinely think that she's got some kind of weird mystical power where it's like witchcraft of some sort.
1: Like, I think Gina is probably that dumb that she really just, like, doesn't understand, like, what's happening. Poor Gina. I I know, poor Gina. I'm selling houses. I'm selling real estate. Like, selling the OC. Yeah. She He is there's something like not going on. There's some misconnections. No, you but, said
0: it right. There's something not going on up there. That's what you're about to say. There is something no not home. going on.
1: No one's the lights on, but no one's home. <laughs> but, um, like Emily, I feel like should be able to catch on to what is going on. And that's
0: what frustrates me is Emily's really smart. Um, and I feel like she's really smart. She gets how the show works yet. She's even making poor decisions towards the end of the season. And I will say this, she, like Emily has now lost like 45 or 50 pounds and she's working out and all of this stuff. You know, she looks like the, like, I guess the best she thinks she's ever looked. I, I gotta, t- I missed the weight a little bit. Is that bad I to say?
1: Too. No, I saw like a bikini picture she posted and there was a before and after, like right next to each other. And I was like, you know, I kind of prefer like curvy Emily. Yeah. Like, and I hate it.
0: Cause that's so like. But like, and also just poor Shane, because we know, because they tell us every episode that Shane loves butt stuff. And Emily has lost a lot of her butt through all this weight loss. And we don't think about the true victims of weight loss. And that's Shane.
1: Right. right. Like, where's the GoFundMe for him to like seek help? And like, there.
0: <laughs> Do you think the Trace Amigas are going to still exist now that Shannon ran into a house?
1: Um, I think it's going to be hard since I've seen like clips of their show and it's so alcohol focused that I don't know how Shannon um, hits a house, pretends like my favorite part of the whole thing is that she got out of the car with Archie and is pretending to walk. I'm just like, Oh my God, what happened here? Uh, (laughs)
0: Like The police said that the the, the police said we're never going to get a mugshot and they're not going to release body cam footage. But my God, if there is one footage, because we, like you just said, Jen, is like her on that, like ropes thing last week of just like, I can't, I can't get, a-. <laughs> just imagine what she was like because she was probably oh, saying, I'm, I'm just walking my dog, but she was probably saying it in the most insane way going like, all good. All good. No, that's not my car parked in the middle of the street. Nope. Nope. Just walking the dog. She must've been really losing her mind.
1: And like- yes. Yes. Like I, ugh, I'm so pissed that we're never going to, I hope we see it one day, but I don't know how you move on with this like alcohol centered show when this is what just happened. I feel like you either have to like redo the entire format of the show or you just like don't go or you go and it's just like really like the elephant in the room. Like,
0: <laughs> but I mean, I feel like we were headed, not Shannon running into a house, but I feel like from this season, I was like. I I said on the show uh, earlier in the season, I said, next season, we will have a reckoning where the ladies sit Shannon down at some point and say, alcohol's probably not serving you the best way anymore, because there's been so many instances that it gets blamed on other things when it seems the common denominator has been alcohol. And I love, I I really enjoy drinking, but at the same time, it seems like it's not serving her in regards to this show. And I genuinely like... I genuinely like Shannon, even with all the craziness and I want her to be her best self, but between the alcohol and John Jansen, it just seems like bad news bears.
1: Yeah. And like, I was saying to someone for me, it wasn't, if she's going to get a DUI, it's when like, I'm yeah. Surprised it took this long. Like I was watching, like someone posted an old clip of her, like disciplining the twins when they're really little. She's still with David at this point. And the, She's like, you guys like don't need to like teepee houses to like have fun. And her daughter's like, all you do for fun is drink alcohol. And like Shannon's like. Fun Shannon. You're I know.
0: Dude, do you remember that episode from a long time ago when she was still with David where they went to the hotel and like had sex for the first time in a long time? And she had to like chug vodka because she was so nervous. She
1: literally said, I need to be more drunk for this. Yeah. Like, dude, that I remember watching that it. day
0: and date, and was like, this is so dark.
1: It's so dark, like it, to be intimate with your husband, like, and like, I, that's why I feel like, and then also I saw like old footage. Cause of course, now that this happened, all drunk Shannon footage is like coming I to know. light again. Well, and there's a lot of she- it. She was at Bronwyn's like vow renewal. She's like talking to Bronwyn's kids, and she's like, "I love this. This is so much fun." Like, well, that's crazy. Her and
0: John are that couple that just drinks together. Like, even at that Bronwyn vow renewal, remember they kept going into their hotel room and filling up their glass yeah, in the bathroom with
1: sober, so there wasn't alcohol, and they're like chugging tequila in the hotel room. And
0: the kids were there with them.
1: I know, and they're so in phase two, which is like the sad thing. The kids are just like on their phone, like, "Yeah, mom's." Wasted again. Like,
0: did you see those paparazzi shots of like John and Shannon? Like Shannon looks like she has like a bruise on her face and John Jansen like stares directly at the paparazzi camera and it scared the shit out. Like he looked into my soul.
1: I know. Like apparently her airbag didn't go off, So like she has like some injuries. On That's her what face. I was wondering
0: about the airbag. Like how that like, cause it's, and I think she hurt her arm as well. I'm curious if she'll go to rehab, but also John Jansen just seems like, he seems like they, it, there was a rumor that like that that John Jansen's house is right around the corner from where she got into the wreck, and that they were arguing that night. Who knows if that is true or not? But John Jansen seems like a person that could really just yell at, like, just scare the shit out of you.
1: I could see that, and they I I'm so confused about their. They're like we're just friends, but you hang out like every single day. He watched Archie, like,
0: like they going- knock boot. I mean, and also. <sighs> Cause she was so nervous to have sex with David. Do you think i w I'm so curious what their, um, how their love is. Ma- <laughs> so I'm so curious about how their love making is like, do like, do you think John Jansen's like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful, Shannon. I'm John Jansen. Take it I off. Know. Take it all off.
1: It's a Spanx off now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, add double Spanx. It's hot. Like, yeah. Queen. Wait, do the, wait. I'm I'm do they, do they have crotchless spanks? Is that like a Victoria's Secret thing? Like crotchless Actually, lingerie? They do
1: like they have like one? <laughs> you can have like a little flap, like to pee, or like a hole, like so she can talk keep her spanks. John's
0: off. like, take the pee flap off the spanks now. Let's do this.
1: I'm, let me put it in. Let me put it in the pee flap. <laughs> uh,
0: we're horrible people. Okay, moving on. Finally, we're gonna wind with Salt Lake. What? What are you enjoying Salt Lake this season?
1: You know, I am, and. I, oh my God, I just can't stand Heather. I don't, I, that's like the only thing.
0: I'm there with you. Like I was talking to uh, Sarah Galley on her show and she was trying to make me rethink my opinion of Heather saying like that almost that pee puke moment won her back. And I was like, wait, just because somebody got wasted and like pissed and puked themselves, you all of a sudden empathize with them and you forget all the shit she did about Jen Shaw. Like I'm still like really... I I think Heather like Heather's obviously such a Housewives fan, and for me, I loved her so much that between that last season of Housewives and Girls Trip, I've lost so much. I don't I don't want to say respect, but she's just not my favorite anymore.
1: No, like I was so done with her with the whole black eye thing, like that, and then to immediately go on Girls Trip, like like we barely had a break between the two shows, and she was just like irking everything she said she like breathed wrong and I was like oh my god fuck <laughs> you Heather. Like, I was so done and like that's just carried over into now I feel like she tries too hard
0: she does try too hard and I think that's because she is a fan of these shows before the shows and I think she also is one of yeah. those pot stirrs where I think she really she's she's like a um not a Tamra jr but there are elements of she knows how these shows work she knows the questions to ask she knows the ways to get people angry like she can like she poked meredith and meredith like oh you know uh what's her name angie k uh you shouldn't invite angie k which by the angie k what a what a what a fun flop to watch
1: oh my god the way meredith went in on her was so good that was like you can leave that was amazing. I am, I, I've i always liked Meredith. Meredith is like my favorite one on the show, right? Her and Mary. Mary coming back was like the best decision that Bravo's ever made.
0: She's just a great sprinkle of crazy. Like you just throw to her for a crazy comment, A cra- like she usually nails it. I would not want to hear anything about Mary's personal life anymore because that would be scary, but I would love for her to like judge these women in just oh, like two sentences.
1: He like asked her to come sit with them. you would think Angie asked her to like come like sacrifice <laughs> she like, was, she goes,
0: why are you talking to me? Stop talking to me and just walks away Which from I her. I
1: don't like when you talk to me like that. <laughs>
0: Angie K is wearing a full windshield on her face. These glasses get bigger every week. And she's really trying to prove something. And she's like going so hard. She doesn't need to go this hard. But also, Meredith truly gave a performance of a lifetime. Just in a, of like, you talking about the husband? There was like a little bit of barat in there. There was so many different accent works. And it all just came together in this glorious last 10 minutes of this episode that ended with... Heather puking and peeing, and I don't think like people are saying like, oh, it's like guys, it's a mixture of both. Like I don't know why there's even even doubt in this.
1: That's so disgusting! Like, oh my god! Just like I felt so bad for the sprinter van driver because we know Heather didn't like clean that up. Like this poor woman was left with this.
0: I know she had to drive around all night. She was like probably ashamed about the profession she chose. She thought it was gonna be a really cool thing. like she probably called her family like mom, I'm gonna be on TV. Uh, like I'm on a housewives on a TV thing. And then she has to like be seen like scrubbing a carpet with like Heather Gay pee.
1: Oh, that's so gross. Oh, I would prefer like Mary Cosby P over Heather. I feel like that would yeah, just I the feel way- like she'd <laughs> leave like a little puddle, not like a big one. Like
0: <laughs> if if Heather Gay shows up with two black eyes in this next episode, I'm gonna be so livid. Oh, but I'm I not think-
1: be watching it more. If she's
0: <laughs> what do you think about Whitney? Because Whitney, Whitney, I feel like is another one that points out like things, but she just has such a tiny voice. Mary, I note that you are not this way, uh, and it just sometimes the message gets lost. Even though I think she understands what's happening, I just think it's yeah. the voice that makes us lost sometimes in the message.
1: I'm just like Whitney. Th- there's something about like, oh, I didn't, you didn't want Angie Kay to come. Like, what are you talking about? Like. It's weird. It's weird. Like she, I think is another one that tries a little too hard. Like obviously Angie K was not invited, but you brought her anyway. And like she does things. And then no one was talking to her about the ring on the sprinter van on the way home. It was like Lisa arguing like with some, like whatever, Meredith and Angie. And Whitney just like inserts herself. And then the whole fight with Mary started because Mary was like, this has nothing to do with you. Shut the fuck up. Like Whitney, like can't help but be part of every single drama that there is.
0: (laughs) But I want, but see, if you're, if you're going to be a part of it, I want you to use your big girl voice. I want you to be, I want you to use your Meredith. Like you can leave. (laughs) I want Whitney. Like, wouldn't it be great at the end of season if Whitney gets like a deep voice, like a bass voice, like, fuck you, Heather. Fuck you! Like yeah, I wanted to be like Hulk Hogan. Like, listen, brother, I've had enough of you, and I'm gonna take I you over my kid knee.
1: Kid. She was like talking like normal, and then all of a sudden, that just like came out. Like, out yeah, she
0: hulks head. out. She's like, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Urgh.
1: I was dying though when Meredith was like, "You called me pornography." Like <laughs> and it was predator.
0: <laughs> Mary goes, "You called." Mary goes, "You called me a pornography." And Monica she- gasps, and I, re- I was like, "Whoa, my god!" And then I was like, "Wait, that doesn't make sense. What's a pornography?" And then Heather is dr- Heather's literally about to piss herself, and she goes, "Predator, predator,
1: <laughs> a predator." Her last Pret- word, predator. <laughs>
0: well I mean it's I think but it's a great season and Jen Shaw should be uh very scared that this show is continuing and 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 thriving without Jen Shaw so I'm you know, very like, excited about it like,
1: give her the remote like on Wednesday on Tuesday nights if she's like clear the room like in the little <laughs> TV room <up> to- <laughs>
0: Elizabeth Holmes come sit with me and watch this <laughs> Uh, and finally, uh, just quick news <laughs> stories. Jenna Lyons got, ma- uh, supposedly married over the weekend from Roni.
1: Yeah. I saw that she has like a picture where she has a bring on and
0: her, uh, her, sure girl- her girlfriend it. Cass.
1: I know. Yeah, yeah, I conflict on Bryn?
0: <laughs> Are you like her, 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 her bride is named Cass Bird. That is her girlfriend. But yeah, Brynn was hitting on uh, Jenna pretty hard this week. And I like Roni a lot, but man, Roni would be even better if Brynn did sleep with Jen Lyons.
1: Oh my God. I would love that. That would be like if they just woke up on their vacation and they were like naked in bed together and someone walked in and was like, Oh my God. Wouldn't that
0: be, that's what this show needs. And then Sai could complain. Uh, She was like, when I was poor, I never hooked up with women. Or like she would like bring it back to her somehow.
1: I know. Like, and I'm hungry, but they're, they're eating each other, but I'm starving here. People.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, you provide a box for you guys, but I don't get fed. Yeah.
1: Sorry. You're right. I'm selfish.
0: <laughs> uh, and finally the golden bachelor on ABC premieres this week. Are you a bachelor head? This is an older man in his seventies dating uh, 25 women.
1: So it's funny because I haven't watched The Bachelor in a few years, but I think this is like the sweetest idea. And my boyfriend is like the most ridiculous, outlandish, can't believe this is on TV. I'm like, you know what? Like older people deserve love too. Like,
0: I'm actually more excited to watch older people and how they (laughs) date and to see if, is it the same? Is it different? And like, I, this man, I guess, lost his wife. She passed away a while back. Mm So I, I mean, I this actually is going to get me back into the bachelor franchise.
1: I know. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of stories like that, like with like widows or like people who are divorced, like it's just going to be better. I'm excited. I think I'll watch it.
0: No, I'm definitely going to watch that. So we got a lot of new TV this week. We've of course got tons of Bravo. And also finally, uh, Taylor Swift, Joe Jonas, uh, Sophie Turner. Do you have any opinion on Taylor Swift? Should she, should she keep taking women like Sophie Turner out and and fighting for that uh, cause, whatever yes, that cause I is.
1: Love it. When they went out together, I was so happy. I even my CEO sent me the article.
0: He was like, no, he's like, <laughs> it, it was the subject headline, important work email, and then you open it up, and it's now. Taylor and Sophie. I love that. Like, like that to me is pop culture. That is pop culture to me. I like love that photo. That. Um,
1: oh my god! I and like you know they know they're going to be photographed. Like they love of course, it. They're like yes. Like I love
0: that. I will say it was very but exciting being on. What's that?
1: But I also do like Joe Jonas. So <laughs> yeah, but I guess obviously I, can't
0: I thought like Joe Jonas was like I've never thought about the Jonas Brothers in terms of doing anything evil, like you know. So it's weird now. There's like right. where there's smoke, there's fire, and I'm all of a sudden I'm like this Joe Jonas must be a monster.
1: I know. I'm like, is he going to be like canceled? What's going to happen? But. <laughs> We'll, we'll
0: we'll find out. We'll see what Taylor tells us to do this week. Um, Jen, you are amazing. Jen woke up super early, uh, to do this with us. So this is Sunday morning, still here in New York. Um, the account is at blocked underscore by underscore Jax, um, which Jax's bar opens up soon. Jax's saloon in Los Angeles.
1: Oh my God. Everyone thought I made that website. For Jax's Studios <laughs> Yeah,
0: you guys, if you go to like Jax's saloon.com like or Jackson whatever.
1: Jackson City dot com. Wait, what is it? Jax's Studio dot com.
0: somebody and bought that website and it takes you to like Jax's cheating moments or something.
1: It's uh, yeah, and and then he posted about it and was like, that is the most vile, disgusting – like, they took your website. Like, like they didn't, like, kill your whole family. He's like, <laughs> I didn't know, like, evil like this existed in the world. Like, he said – Yeah. Like, <laughs> said, I did."
0: oh, I – but see, that's what – like, Jax is the best when he's, like, indignantly – when he's, like, so mad about something that he <laughs> – he kind of caused, and then he's like outraged. I think that's like classic Jackson. Oh,
1: so classic! But I would like to put it out there that I did not make it. Everyone thought oh. it was me. I did not. Okay, good.
0: That's. Could you imagine if it was you? You started a website, but but whoever <laughs> did start the website, please email me It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I would love to talk to you yes, on the show. You. Um, but I hope you go to BravoCon. Uh, I'll be back t- to New York a lot in the next year, so hopefully you can come in studio. You yeah, are amazing. Definitely- as always, I, I appreciate everything that you have done for me in this show. And uh, you guys, have a great rest of your week. Is there anything else that you want to plug or anything?
1: Nope, just just bravo. Keep watching. Be,
0: be, con- <laughs> be kind to each other, everybody. Be kind. Be kind.
1: And go to jacksstudiocity.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.